This week's episode of Here's on Get is brought to you in part by River People. River People, they live out on the water and they bring you free shit sometimes when they're out there and are feeling in a generous mood. River People, uh, talk about heroes of the Old West. To here's what I don't get from north to south, east to west, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively run podcast on the See You Next Tuesday and the Carl Podcast Network. I am your host, Ted Burton. Join me today, all the way from South America and Paraguay, it is our friend, El Chaco. Hola, me and Chata. Tab. <laughs> Yeah, we're coming off of what, like a week ago? We just did our our, our bonus episode. Uh, has that gone live yet? Have we got that out there yet? I don't think so. I don't think I edited it yet. I think I you left. You poor bastards. I'm talking about a show you haven't even heard yet because only one or two people showed up for the live stream. But I just wanted to say, man, this is uh, this is a long time coming. I'm looking forward to uh, getting a couple of these uh, getting a couple of these issues out there, and uh, uh, we got a hot one coming in tonight, man. I, and I, I I caught the fact you're bringing up about river people. Tell me about your river adventure, man, because like you know you were incommunicado all weekend long. And uh, so clearly yeah. you were on an adventure. You and I, you and I were texting, and I think I had to. I had I texted you, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm on the river. Did I send you a photo? I don't think I did. No photos. Not uh-uh. yeah. You're gonna I, have to paint the picture I, right now. I don't think I ended up taking any photos because my phone was acting like a piece of shit. But yeah, I spent the weekend on the river. I like left Friday night. We floated all day Saturday. Uh, we camped out Sunday morning. We woke up hung over as shit. Drove back, and um. Man, I fucking I fucking love river floating. Like I loved river floating when I lived in Oklahoma. We had the Illinois River, which is ironic because I live nowhere near Illinois. And then um now I live in Missouri. We float the Merrimack River, like uh, some friends of friends. And yeah, so we just like set out. There's a couple bunch of people on kayaks, a couple of us on or like a handful of us on on canoes, and we're the like we're the buses. I'm a canoe guy. I like the canoes, I don't much like the kayaks. And uh, yeah, we're the buses. We load us up with coolers. We have you know, like the food. We have the drink. Everyone's pulling up next to us constantly like, oh, hey, you know, I need a beer. And we're throwing shit out. I brought cigars because I started bringing I brought cigars last year and everyone loved it. And so like I'm fucking floating down the river. I'm smoking a Cuban cigar. Nice. Life is perfect. Like, what are you going to okay, do so, with that? So it's- What's funny to me is like you told me about you're going on a river and that you're going to be incommunicado. And I I, instantly I started thinking the wrong way. I thought wild rapids. I thought like you were going and like, you know, like one of those dingy things, like like a crazy river. And I was like, I was like, I was having to throw in some extra prayers for tab safety. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want tab to drown or anything like that. Cause, cause I got a show next week. That's the main thing I was scared about. So I got a show next week with tab and I don't want to miss in that. Cause, cause man, that's not the way to go drowning in a river. But like now that you're telling me this, like now you're painting a picture for me. Of this, oh, it's super it, calm. The it's, lazy it's river, the, the chill. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and, you have um, to. 
we hit like we there are some parts where you because we're in it so the kayakers they have a much easier time because they don't draw as much water but we're in a canoe and we're weighted down and so we're like you know you the thing about being on a being a boat person right it's like i'm a fat guy i'm a big fat guy i weigh 250 pounds uh in that neighborhood i'm six foot two and like the forward of my boat is nowhere near that. And so we have to like stack the coolers more towards the front to try and keep us drawing an even amount of water. And even then these rivers, like they, they'll, they'll hit these shallows where you run aground. And the only thing to do, the only thing that I can do that I know to do is just fucking bail out. And so like, there are so many times where I'm, I'm, I will just, we'll like, we'll run aground and just be like, good luck fellow boater. And just <laughs> straight off the back of the boat. Like it's nobody's business. And the thing that I didn't really realize, and I, maybe I, I need to learn this is that. So I, I've been canoeing, like I've been canoeing my whole life. I, I grew like up a regular in, Trudeau. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up canoeing in, um, you know, summer camp and stuff. And I remember, I don't remember, I don't remember how old I was, but I took this summer camp, like canoeing course and nobody else signed up. It was just me and the instructor. And she was a very <laughs> petite woman. And I was, I, I must've been in like late middle school. Maybe I was right at the edge of being able to stay home by myself. So maybe like 10, 11, okay. 12. I don't remember exactly how much, but I was tall for my age. And so I had a little bit more weight on her. And so she put me in the back of the boat. She was in the front of the boat and we circumnavigated the lake that was on, that our summer camp was on. And we just went everywhere. Like we were learning all the strokes and we were just fucking booking it along. We were so fast. And so I like, that is where my bar has been drawn in my life for canoeing. And I knew uh, that if, if we, we ran into trouble, that. yeah. yeah. If we ran into trouble and she bailed, I can handle the canoe by myself. Because I, I did more canoeing past that. Like, I taught. I was a camp, summer camp counselor for a few years. And, like, oh, I cool. taught. So I would do yeah. canoeing and teach canoeing. And so, like, there were times where I would send the, stu- the the kids out, two kids to a boat. And then I would go out in a boat by myself just to kind of be nearby if they had any problems, that kind of stuff. Right. And, yeah. And so I'm used to that. Like in my mind, that's the bar. That's where I am. And so when I see a problem, I'm just like, I'm out of this boat. I can handle myself floating. I'll let the person in the front figure out the boat and figure out the boat at the front. Not very easy. And I don't know why I keep doing that, but I keep fucking doing that. And it's just ruining everybody's good time. <laughs> but it, it was awesome. I loved it. I I, would, I was looking forward to that fucking float trip. I was looking forward to that float trip from the time it ended last year. It was so much fun. See, now you got me here, man. Cause like, um, I, I love, I love me some lazy floating and, and here's what yeah. I do get. Here's what I do get like lazy bang, bang, river, like la- lazy river. Um, uh, <clears throat> it's funny. Cause I, I think it was, uh, how many episodes ago? It was a little few episodes ago. You and Buck were talking about timeshares, time, timeshare oh. proposals or timeshare pitches. And the one time I went to, so on, on my honeymoon with my wife, when we went to uh, uh, Puerto, Vallarta, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And we went out there and everybody, we, we, anybody we walked by, they're like, hey, honeymooners, you got to come to this. You know, and it was, they're always trying to draw us in. But my wife and I, we were always talking about, it's like, we, we wished we went to a hotel that had those lazy, lazy river. I would just sit on that all day. Just, I don't even care. I just, I would just sit on this lazy river all day. Yeah. And, um, and we we actually went and sat through the longest, most excruciating timeshare presentation 
just because they sold us on that. Well, two things. They gave me a free bottle of nice tequila. And then the, 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 the second thing was is that this particular resort had a lazy, like a lazy river. And we were like, ah, oh, man, like it's way out of our price range. It's completely impractical, but lazy river is lazy river. And um, yeah. you know, like um, uh, in Calgary, um, my hometown, uh, the Bow River is is the river and it, it goes slow enough, right? It goes slow enough. I and mean, there's some parts like you don't want to get in it when it's like, you know, really kicking. But like, you know, it's a it's a pastime. Like there's a set place where you launch and there's a set place where yeah. you park your car at the other end and you you, you don't go past that because you'll you'll die. Um, but uh, oh, but do you have to bring the boat on those? What do you mean? Is it you are are you? Is that are you buying that boat? So you bring your you, own stuff. You, you bring yeah, yeah, okay. it's a it's a rigmarole. Like you have to like set it up with your friends. You gotta go there early. You gotta drop off the vehicle you're gonna come back with. And then you go with the other vehicle to the uh to the launch point. And then you go there and then you come back. It's it's a it's a it's a an investment of time. Okay. So we okay. have those. We have those okay. types of rivers, and I've done that kind of floating, which mm. is is fine. It's you know, mm. there's a lot of it's, like logistics involved. The places right. we have out here, the places we had in Oklahoma, the, so the Illinois River in Oklahoma and Tahlequah, mm-hmm. uh, basically, you like, I don't remember what the highway is, but you come off and you turn left onto Highway 10 and you work your way along Highway 10. And there's all these places like Great, Amer- Great American Rivers, uh, Eagle Eagle Point, Eagle's Nose, Eagle Wing. And they're like, like river. Oh, so they bust you back? Yeah, what? and so you go to the one of those places and you buy like a canoe, a kayak, or a raft. And then oh. you hop on a you hop on a bus, and oh, they you don't even drive, have to bring your own gear. Yeah, they drive you like you bring a cooler, and that's it. And that's heaven. That's perfect. They, yeah, they drive you like I'm doing the six mile th- float. They drive you six miles up the river. I'm doing the two mile float. They drive you two miles up the river. I'm doing the twelve mile flight, etc. You they have all the boats there. You load up, you get ready, you launch, and then at the other end, you like float into there. There's a guy standing there. He's like, hey. Your Eagle Point, you gotta fucking come off right now. And you you pull oh, ashore, they you pull all your shit off, you bring your cars yeah. up, your cars are parked right there where it is, and then you well, see, see, that's, drive home. That's the ideal. That's that's like that's like you know, modern man, you know, modern man has has given us so many good things, and that is one of those good things is to you know, to have a, a hassle free lazy river day, you know, because yeah. I think I've had that in um this in is in Penticton, British Columbia, you've got, uh, I think it's um, the Okanagan Lake on one side. And then on the other side of the si- this little city is, I think it's Skaha Lake. Maybe maybe I got that wrong, but I think it's Skaha Lake. And they have a, ch- a ch- channel that goes all the way across. And so you can go to the one head of, of it and then float the channel. And it's like the perfect time period it's the perfect like it's not too much it's not too little like you you can go and like you don't have to bring food because like you can eat before and then eat after everything's fine yeah. um it's perfect although there's like those bad rumors of like oh uh, you know there's some wastewater that goes in there you don't know what the bacteria count is like in that air, in that canal it's like oh you just ruined it for everybody but i mean um it's funny because like you know as as i've talked many times about my annoying fish uh, on my property, there's a, a divot. There's a low point. You got a whole bunch of um, 
they're called ginger lilies that have grown in there. They're an invasive species. I want to get rid of them. I'm going to send my pig in to go and uproot them. But uh, we have talked actually at one point of building up an island in the middle of this and then banking it and then actually setting up like a, a moat around it. And then if I got the jets right, <laughs> if I get the jets, because the whole point of this would be because there's a type of catfish that's delicious that they serve down here. It's like, I mean, like it, I know. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way with cheesecake. Anybody, I hate cheesecake and anybody who tells me like, Oh, this isn't like cheesecake. And, and I know they're lying. And so, you know, I, I know what you've said about fish and I know what you said about pickles. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not listening to you. I, I, I hear you. And I know how that can be about having a very firm. Well, I want you to, while you're curbing this, can you please curb corn, uh, cornbread to my dad? Okay. Cornbread's your dad's problem. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so for me, like, so in this case, like the first time I came down to Paraguay and I went out to this like really cool restaurant in the, like this, this place called Bar San Roque. It's like this old timey diner thing. that's like over a hundred years old. It's great. And the guy gets me this, uh, this Milanesa de Surubi. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, just you'll see. And I eat it. And I'm like, this is just like breaded chicken. It's like fried chicken. He's like, no, that's fish. And I was like, like legit, like fooled me. I don't get fooled by these things very much, but like this fish okay. was so much like chicken. It was on the verge and I love it. It's fantastic. Anyways, it's a river fish. So I can't put it in a tank and then expect it to grow up. It needs flowing water. So that's when I came back to my wife and I was like, Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Lazy River Surubi Pond. And she was like, I'm there. We're there. But it's logistically almost impossible. But what it's if, been talked about? about. Instead of a pond, you just dig a moat and run your entire property. You know, thought about that a few times. I definitely yeah. thought about it. To keep my dogs in. That's the main thing. Exactly. Like, exactly. You get to one keep of those, my like, dogs in. Do they, I don't know. You, you've probably seen these in Canada. If you're in, like from country areas, so in, they'll have like barbed wire fences or around a property, but then you have to have like a, an entryway, a, a road. And instead mm -hmm. of having a regular bridge, they'll have the a bridge that is like two inch pipe, about four inches apart. And so what oh, it does is your, yeah. your car can roll across it. No problem. I've seen these all over Oklahoma. Cows and Animals but cows and animals can't get across it because it's too. It's like a weird step for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that is a definite idea for sure. <laughs> That's a definite idea. Like, um, we're we're in full scale like remodeling the ponds mode again. Uh, uh, the back pond, the tilapia there are too damn big, and the paku pond they're too damn small. So we're gonna. And the, and the big tilapia, we can't, we still can't catch them. Like we just we haven't figured them out. Like, we had one die like on uh, natural causes and that pissed me off so bad because <laughs> it was like huge and it's like such a waste. I was like, I just fed you all your life. And now you're like bird feed for that. I throw into the, dead. into the forest. You're just a dick. Like, Oh, you, you, how'd you do me like this? Like fish. This is ridiculous. Well, that's so what we're talking like, about. When we were floating this weekend, I have this, I have this super, super small grill. It's, it's like, it's the size of a lunchbox basically. And <laughs> what do you put like, imagine, like, like little pebbles of, 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 of like charcoal or. So imagine or a, like a double, a double wide lunchbox is maybe like 12 by eight, something like that. But so you fold the legs out, they lock into place and you take the lid off and you 
a connected gas canister and you can like grill on this little thing. And it's, it's a, it's supposed to be for tabletop grilling out at like okay, national yeah. parks and stuff where it's this. Not, not like thing. canoe grilling. <laughs> yeah. When it, when it's a, yeah, you're supposed to put it on your like concrete, uh, uh, picnic table and, and there's no chance of fire anywhere. And I was like, I, and I, the thing was, I had thought about bringing it because when I was when I was packing my shit, I saw these brats that I had in the freezer, and I thought, well, I could bring those brats and my little grill and grill the brats while we're on the river, and everyone would be like, these are amazing. But then I was like, well, then I have to get buns, and then I have to like, <laughs> yeah. all this shit. And if those get wet, it's over. It's yeah, and so I just, I just decided yeah. it wasn't worth it. And then and then we're, we're out floating, and everyone's like, man, it'd be so great to do this, catch a fish and skin in and fucking grill your fish. And no, I was just like, yeah. should have brought that grill. What was I thinking? <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I couldn't, uh, not to switch subjects, but I couldn't help but notice that uh, the the here's what I don't get uh, Twitter handle got, got off of his suspension. It, we it, did it, get off our suspension this week, and I immediately <laughs> picked a fight with Elon Musk. <laughs> well, that's you, I, I, this goes without saying. He deserves it at this point. <laughs> you, you tweeted at me like a week ago. Apparently, doing a musical episode of fucking whatever one of the new Star Trek TV shows is. Oh and yeah, I, yeah. I, I and I would like to point advance. out that I brought in, I think, in my second episode ever on this show, musical episodes as an issue, because, and I said in that episode. When you start, when you do a musical episode, it means you're creatively bankrupt. Definitely, uh, that so, and that and time travel. I, f- I feel like once you once you do too much time travel, uh, or multiverses, and 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 also too, actually, this rough, is yeah. this is going to bridge well because um, on top of it, like I. Uh, I, I decided, like, I mean, you pick a fight with Elon Musk and I was, you know, I was going back and forth on it. And I was like, man, I, just, I don't love the idea of this X thing. I don't love the idea of um, uh, <laughs> I don't love the idea of uh, of the um, uh, just 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 like the everything app thing. I'm like, ah, you know, I, 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 this is this is my stop. This is this is it. This is my stop. Yeah. So so what I will say is this. Um can I get into my issue? I think this is a pretty good one. This is a pretty oh, good you, are one. Are you ready to transition? Let's do it. I'm totally ready to go for my issue. Are you ready for the issue? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. All right. Here's what I don't get. Fake or false finality. All right. False finality. And, and what I mean by that is like, again, I know I'm guilty of this. I left the show before and here I am back. Well, we, we, we pitched that the end of the show was coming where for months up to 300 and then, and then 301 came out and you were on it. So (laughs) I feel like you're double guilty here. I'm, I'm, I'm (laughs) double guilty. I I nuked my Twitter today uh, completely. And this is after I finally, after a long period of time, finally got my blue check mark validation. And, and I was like, all right, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. Like I'm out. I quit. Just like Ron Perlman quit for like three weeks, <laughs> then he came back again, like like right back just to shit on Trump again or something. Like, how's that, that thread's working for you, Ron Perlman? Yes, exactly. You know, it's like I, it's like I keep saying, I was like, I'm I'm going to Gab only. I, I'm going to, to to Telegram only. And then, but this time, I'm like, I really, like, I've quit Facebook like four or five times. I've quit podcasting. Well, I mean, how many times? And we'll see. Uh, but like, the thing is, is that uh, I I. I so I, I, I bring it up first the time I've done it because I don't want to be the hypocrite. 
I like, I like getting that out of the way. Okay. I'll admit my own faults. What I really am getting at here with false finality goes into the world of creative, like in fiction and in professionalism. So for example, I come from the wrestling world. I've seen so many like classic wrestlers declare their retirement match over and over and over and over. Ric Flair is the worst at this. Like Ric Flair is one of the, is not like, he's clearly on the Mount Rushmore. He's clearly on the wrestling Mount Rushmore. I I know Ric Flair. I know Ric Flair and I know fuck all. It's like Ric Flair, Roddy Rowdy Piper, the rock Hogan, stone cold Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that's not many of them. That's the list. Andrew, the giant, I guess. Dude. Okay. So there's like, there's a, a, a wrestler. His name is Terry Funk. So he was like big in the seventies, kind of in the eighties. And he still came back in the nineties, but like in 1982, he had this like epic final match, this big emotional, the crowd is like losing their minds. They're crying their eyes out. There's clips of him like shouting into the microphone. I'm going to miss you guys forever, forever, forever. He says it over and over and over again. Forever. But that guy has come out of retirement like a billion times. Rock stars do it too, right? Like, oh, or like how many times is like Kiss has had like a final final tour so many times. Like uh uh Ozzy Osbourne, he had that like album like with No More Tears, and he comes back out with no more tours. Uh, you've got like the Eagles with Hell Freezes oh, Over. You've got Police. You've got so Ozzie, many. Ozzy did it, I think two more times too. I think he went on two yeah. more, two or three more final tours. Elton John is pulling this crap right now. Elton John launched his Elton John launched his final tour. Uh, yeah, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was his final tour, and he has been on tour with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road for eight years. Totally, it's ridiculous. I, and like, okay, and this this goes beyond that too. Like in the fiction world, this drives me absolutely bananas. Okay, because like there's, there are some really epic. Okay, I'm going to go back to my, one of my first childhood memories of a movie I saw in the theaters, which was the movie Bambi, right? And, and Bambi's mom gets it in the, she dies. And that is like, ugh, that, that is a biggie. That is a biggie. That one hurt, right? People bring up old yeller, right? But like, if all of a sudden you got Disney going, well, we got some, we got this IP of old yeller. We can probably kick back in. Let's just retcon, retcon the death and have old yeller come back. Like they did with Darth Maul. Like they did with Boba Fett. Like, and also too, like there's, there's specific movies and, 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 and stories that had a perfect rounded off closed case ended perfect send off ending that just got ignored. So like your favorite movie, Terminator 2 is a perfect example of an ending to saga an ending to a story that should have ended there. I still yeah. have not to this day. I've never seen a single Terminator movie after Terminator two. Cause in my head it's over, it's over. There's no more, but then yeah. you got like, again, Disney 
Bring him well, back so, to Darth Maul. Can I return to Palpatine? Can I, can I return to Terminator Two real quick? Sure. There's a there's a deleted ending of Terminator Two where we see Sarah Connor in like 2030 or whatever like year the fourth machine is supposed to happen, and John Connor's a senator and he's like playing with his kids and they're living like a future city, and uh, that got that got removed in favor of the like dark road in the night with Sarah Connor's uh, uh, ADR monologue going on, which is like now we'll forge our own future. And I feel like if they had, if they had done that alternate ending where it's just like, yeah, we fixed it. It's, it's done forever. We never would have had any of the other Terminator movies. And I, I love Terminator three rise of the machines. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's but not. It's not a great movie. It? How did they explain it? I never even. I refused because I was like, it's wrapped up. And they killed the. They got rid of the last thing. They got rid of like the problem with retcon- retconning these things is it undoes the significance of, of the, the original yeah. journey from before. Terminator right? Three. Like, Arnold um, says, uh, "Judgment Day was inevitable." I think is one of the. I think is the quote he says, and the idea. I have like I have a personal canon to the Terminator series as to what happens, but it's not really important right now. Uh, like I said, it's not it's not a good movie, but I enjoy it. But I, if they had if they had really like put a period on it, if they'd just been like, yeah, and then we got to the year twenty thirty, and robots hadn't ro- didn't rise and kill all of us, like they never there was there would have been no wiggle room to make a Terminator three or four or five or six or seven or however many fucking Terminator movies they're up to now. But like, I know you like Terminator three, but like, if we didn't have it, I don't think we'd be at a loss. You know? What oh I mean? no, I wouldn't like, miss yeah, it at all. Yeah, those those two were fucking great. Perfect. I mean, I don't even They're love perfect. the first one. The second one is perfect. That's right? the perfect like, movie. It's like, the best movie ever made. Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, and the Last Crusade. I just watched this. Goes off into the sunset. I watched it yesterday. Afternoon. Okay. How was that it? Should have been, Does it hold up? That should have been where the fucking movie ended. It's it it's was. such a perfect movie. It was it's, the ending. Yeah. Yes. And they do the like they do the classic Western thing. Like you said, they write they no, they write off in the sunset and then the whole credits happen over like increasing views of the sunset and it looks it it's looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Like that's yes. the end of the fucking movie. And then and then they exactly. did um Kiss Crystal Skull. And a lot of people don't like Crystal Skull. And I don't, I don't like Crystal Skull either. But I feel like it's watchable. I feel like it's a okay. watchable movie. And it has a finality. Because he and gets it has married. a finality. Yep. And then uh, what he, do they do? Right? They bring him back and he hates his wife. And back his again. wife yeah. left him. And so, and, yeah. so you'll just like, we'll just do like, this is our final journey. Every fucking movie until Harrison Ford is dead. So, like, we're all expecting it, right? There's going to be an Indiana Jones 6 in 10 or 12 years when Harrison Ford is 97 years old and close to death, and they'll just trot his, like, corpse out and be like, Harrison Ford's in this movie. Check it out. Well, and, like, I didn't... I, I Honestly, I haven't seen an MCU movie since the first Avengers because I was like, eh, eh, I didn't care. I just... It's like, ah, it's not for me. It's not my thing. It's fair. I like Westerns. Cape shit ain't my thing. It's fine. I don't knock anybody who likes it. It's just like, look, it's, I'm, it's saturated. I'm fine with it. 
But like, I, I mean, I, I at least hear about it. And it's like, you know, like the Thanos thing and the snapping and like, a, you know, a bunch of characters die. Let them stay dead. Just let no, them stay dead. Wonder Woman 1984. They, the guy that died and they bring him back. Uh, you got, okay. The, the, the Palpatine, they brought back Palpatine, which completely undoes all of the like goodness of the like ending of return of the Jedi, which yeah. had this, like this concrete, you, you got the big bad, you, 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 ah, it's infuriating. Um, and again, like you're, you take away so much significance, the weight of something. Superman. Here's one. Superman. I remember when I was in junior high, when they killed Superman in the comic books. Yeah. And that was a big deal. That was a big deal. And you know what, man, out of the honor, out of the, out of the honor of what they were doing, they should have just kept him dead. And then you could have had a whole bunch of other characters like reminisce about, wow. Like we are in a post Superman world. We are in a post, you know, Palpatine world. We are in a post, like there are, very few. I'm going to say there are three acceptable false finalities. One of them really happened. Two of them didn't. So okay. one of them is Jesus Christ comes back from the dead, resurrected. The second one is Gandalf coming back from Gandalf the Gray to Gandalf the White. They, they did can that I, all right. Can I guess but your third? Yes, you can. Is it Aslan and Chronicles of Narnia? No, nah, it's different. Yeah, oh. no, that one's that one's again. It's just, that's just a Christ analogy. So I had cover that in the first one. No, it's Spock in the search for Spock. And the thing is, is that damn it, I should have gotten that one. I should have gotten that I let, one. I, Fuck, that was a softball. That was a oh. softball for you. Oh, but yes, damn it. See, the thing about that that's one embarrassing. is, I'm is embarrassed that for myself. they spent an entire movie with an entire mechanism with an entire build and his death was not a waste. It had weight. Like he, what's that? He ha it had weight. It had weight. It was a sacrifice. It was big. It wasn't Han Solo on Han Solo's death of like, oh, we have subverted your expectations. Bop, bop, die, die like a, like a, like a villain dies. No, 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 no. Spock died like a painful, long drawn out. We're watching it. It sucks. Like, Oh, like, he's a hero. you know, he's he suffering yeah. to save everyone. And then we have to go through this whole like Genesis thing and like, go, like, go redo at, like, like that. At least it and had an risk. explanation. Yeah. Right? We have to like, when we get to the end there and you have to do a falter upon, it's like, well, you could lose Spock and McCoy. Everyone could die in this. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, point. like, yeah. like, 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 it has circumstances. It has, uh, it has a big deal to it. And like, man, like, again, like when you think about it, a lot of times this stuff is just marketing. It's just marketing. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm, it's like, it's like the McRib. Right? It's like, Mick, get the McRib before it goes a long way again. Get, get them the shamrock shake before it goes away. We're going to yeah. close the Disney vault. We're going to, we're opening yeah. up the Disney vault just this time. So you can get a, VHS copy of 
bed knobs and broomsticks just this one time. And then we're going to close the Disney vault for bed knobs and broomsticks forever. And you'll never be able to watch it again. We're the only Disney movie that you'll never be able to get to see again is the Song of the South. Actually, I think it's on. <laughs> I think it's on Disney Plus now. You're no, no. Someone way, told me. It? Someone told me that it's available now with like this whole this huge like paragraph long disclaimer <laughs> at the beginning of this. It's like, by the way, blah 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 blah. Which I, I haven't looked because I I don't have Disney Plus, so I have no way to. Re- I might see, be lying to you, dude. I remember like when I was a kid. And we went to uh, Disneyland because, okay, when I was a kid, my mom used to get, uh, when she was a kid, she used to have these little tiny, like, I don't know, what is it, 33s or 45s, the, the little records. She has this little record player and she had this whole case of like little records and they were all like Disney songs and like all this kind of stuff. And like, I remember like this, this is how we knew the songs. And there was a couple of these Song of the South ones in there because it had like Zippity Doodah, which is yeah. like a great song. Right? I had, so I had that on cassette tape. Because yeah. like the thing that I had as a kid was I had all these cassette tapes of of different stuff and there were there were books on it was like kids' books on tape where you put the tape on, you read along. And I had I didn't have the book, but I did have the tape and I had zippity doodah on whatever the tape was. And and I don't know what it was because I've never seen Song of the South, but I know the song and I know like Friar T- or uh Briar Rabbit. Briar Rabbit. I know Briar Rabbit. Briar yeah. Rabbit, yeah. And then, yeah, and it's weird. Oh, go ahead. It he, wasn't until I was in my late patch teens. And the, they had a tar baby. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a tar baby. I didn't know until I was in my twenties that I that didn't was even know racist. a tar baby was a racist thing. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going like, to What's a tar baby? Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> and now, like, when you ask that question at seven years old or four years old, whatever old you were. Uh, the Canadian authorities would just have rushed into your house and taken you straight to prison <laughs> and then shot you in the back of the head. Oh, they're waiting for me at Pearson airport in Toronto, the second I land. But like um, the, the uh, that, and that's the other thing. So splash mountain, we went to Disneyland splash mountain ha- was based around Brer rabbit and like all those kind of things. And like, so you had all oh, these kids, you had all these kids that. ready there and they were just like, waiting to like go down the thing and like there's these characters that none of us were able to see they didn't open the disney vault for song of the south in i don't know what year was that 88 maybe i think it was 88 maybe it was 88 anyways didn't matter splash mountain was a big deal it was new and like they had all these characters and i think they've retconned that one so that they don't have the brer rabbit uh probably ip in there anymore it's something else i don't know maybe it's like moana or something but yeah, anyways, Transformers does this. Like, I think Megatron died a couple Prime of times. Megatron dies every fucking movie. Megatron yeah. dies every fucking movie. But yeah. when I was a kid, Optimus died, and then the show kept going, and there was no Optimus. It carried weight. Yeah, It sucked, but it carried weight. It, it, it meant something. And again, going back to like, like, okay, so you don't seem like, okay, uh, Michael Jordan. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan retired on top of uh, of his game and then went and played baseball for a while and then like came back with like the Washington Wizards. Now, the Washington Wizards they, they didn't they didn't win any championships with jo- not even with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Should have stayed retired. I'm just should have going into baseball is a whole other thing. A whole other thing, but you taint the legacy when you do these false final appearances. And it's just I don't know, man. Like I get it. Okay, so like there's, there's certain false finals that we know of that are like, uh, encores, 
Right. Like we know you go to a concert and like the, the band well, comes out, they play a song. You're like, ah, you haven't played your best hit yet. So it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be yeah. the encore. Then, then you get the flip false finality. Cause I've been to a couple of concerts where you're like, they didn't play their top song. And then the encore ends and then they're done. And you're like, I never did. You, you bastards. <laughs> play free bird. <laughs> you know, like it's, I, um, can I, can I defend myself as a, as a human here and that, I like Mad Cucks. I retired Mad Cucks at uh, Dallas Road Rage. I don't know. It might have been five years ago now. Right. And I've done, I've done the Dick Show as Mad Cucks. I've done like, I've, I've done, I've been guest on podcasts as Mad Cucks. I've done Mad Cucks out at like um, live shows because that's what like people want to see. People, people who are there when it happened. They didn't get Mad Cucks when when he was in his prime. They, they they didn't get to go see like Mad Cucks, and and they should get to see him. And so like I've done this show as Mad Cucks. I consider personally, I consider those as my like, my encore as Mad Cucks to just be like I'm gonna pop up and do like a segment on a podcast as Mad Cucks. I'm gonna show up and do a live show as Mad Cucks because people wanted to see that when it was in its prime, and Fair they enough. they got cheated because there weren't enough of them. Fair but Mad Cucks is still retired. Like he's he's back in the vault. And, then, and I'll do. I've done like a couple of YouTube videos where I've been Mad Cucks. Like, I, you know, I did one uh, this year about Mad Cucks cheering that Dick got kicked off of YouTube. Like <laughs> that, that, that. Okay, the, the but it was just kind of like a little fun thing that the people who watched were like, "That was a fun <clears throat> thing." Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that like to retire it in that way means you're not doing it all the time. Right. And so yeah. um, I would say this, like, so for example, um, so my gimmick uh, in wrestling is Don Chaco. And um, I went on tour with short sleeve Samson and we did the, the midget wrestling tour. And I remember by the end of it, like my body was not taking the bumps very well. And I was like, I can't do this much more. Uh, so, you know, I, I remember I said to him, like before the last, the last night of the tour. And I was like, I'm retiring after this. Like I, I'm, I, I think I'm done after this one. And, and like, and I, I did the thing and it, it was like a nice feeling of like finality. Like I could just be like, okay, you know, I, I had a good short wrestling career. This is a good time. I got my wife and kids at home. I don't want to like hurt myself to the point where I can't work for a while. Like I just, it's not worth it. And then the thing is, is that, um, uh, a couple years later, I made amends with a, a former business partner who, who was running shows in Vancouver. And it was one of those, like, I'm never going to work with this guy again, kind of things back in the day, but we made amends. And then it was like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to do a show together. We're going to have a little reunion of Luchando because there was other guys that were going to come in. And then my, my, my buddy, Sully, who's down here now. And, uh, at some point in time, I'm going to do some podcasting with, um, we, uh, we were supposed, we were booked. We did a big promo thing. We did a whole thing before the last, for the, before this ballroom brawl, uh, thing in, at the Commodore ballroom in Vancouver. And like, <clears throat> we set it up. I did, I cut promos. I did, I brought the character back. We set it up and it was going to be a blow off thing. Like, uh, I'm going to, you know, we're just one last time to work with my buddy. We yeah. book everything. And the, the guy, injured himself slipping on some ice, getting out of a vehicle like the week of. And I was yeah. like, well, 
I don't really want to like work without my charge. <laughs> like I, it, they're like, no, come anyway. We'll put somebody else with you. And it just wasn't a fit. And I really shouldn't have gone and done it because I went and I did it. And, and that's my last match was this like in front of like 1100 people in this like, you know, this big, big show. And, uh, uh, and unfortunately that was like that, that's like lingering now, now that Sully's here, he's like, you know, we're going to have to come out over time. I'm like, one more time. That's it. I just like one more time. I, I'm going to take a splash and then it's it. And then it's done. I don't want to do it anymore. Cause I don't, you know, I, I don't feel it anymore. It's not there anymore. I don't yeah. miss it the way that they do, but it was more of a, I want that. You want that punctuation. Like there's a, again, going back to wrestling that I know that you're not a, it's not your thing, but I'm just, I'm trying to make the analogies work here. The undertaker, Right. So the undertaker is also an iconic uh, character in wrestling. And he went and did the uh, uh, like he lost to Brock Lesnar and it was like, well, the streak is over. Does that mean he's over? And then like the, then like he did a few more. And then I think it was like WrestleMania 33 or something. He like took off his hat, took off his jacket, folded it up, put it in the middle of the ring. We're like, oh, OK, that's a clear signal. He's done. Right. Yeah, like it's a clear signal. He's done. But he wasn't done. And then he like, he finally, he did like came out of retirement. And I still don't totally believe he's out of it. He's done retired, like retired, retired. Cause he's always talking about it. And it's like, unfortunately what ends up happening is, is if you, you keep chasing that perfect ending, you're never going to find it. Cause it'll yeah. never be quite good enough. And then you're never going to quite get it. And so like, I, I mean, as much as I love the undertaker, it's like, I don't want him to do what Ric Flair's doing, which is like, now it's like painful to watch. Now it's like, man, if you just, Rick, if you just ended it when Shawn Michaels put you out, it just, that would have been better. Just like, just like, if you just left it at that, we'd be cool. Everything would be fine, but you didn't. And now you're doing tag team matches on pay-per-views and you look like dog crap and it, it's, it's yeah. painful to watch. And you know that you're only doing it either for like, I don't know, self-esteem things or money issues, right? Like I am one of the two and either way, it's like, it's always about money and it's like, nothing is worth that. And it's like going back to like Indiana Jones, like, come on, Harrison, like just retire, dude. You have made enough money. You have made enough money over the course of your career to. Yeah. You can live comfortably. Respectfully. Yeah. Get out of it. You could just fuck off and die. And and everyone, the thing is, like Harrison Ford has really diminished his own personal um brand. And that when Harrison Ford dies, it's like, oh yeah, like he was in Indiana Jones five and four and uh Star well, he Wars. He ate a bag of dicks for whatever. like the whole thing. And yeah, like, he fucking sucks ass. But like Whereas, okay, then then going back to the last crusade, right? Like Sean Connery was like, nah, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I think he was like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He was League like, I, I fucked up. I shouldn't is, have gone in that. What's that? Uh, so Sean Connery did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because he turned down. I don't remember what the movie was he turned down, but he turned down like a comic book movie that was a huge hit. And oh. he had turned it down because he didn't understand it. And so when oh. the League came across his desk, he was just like, I'm going to do this because I didn't understand the last one. So this must be good. And I will... I'm gonna vouch. I'm gonna vouch on the count of two co-hosts of this show. Tim and I both love League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now, is right. it great? No. Is it? <laughs> is it fun? Yes. Okay. And that's the thing. Like, I watch that movie and I have fun. I I love watching. I fucking I love fucking Sean Connery. I love Sean Connery around the moon and back. 
He's James Bond. He's in right. The Rock. He's fucking. But Highlander Two, man, that's another one. <laughs> Highlander Two is a piece of crap. Ah, you know what? He shouldn't have come back from the dead in that one. Ah, you know a movie one. I bought on 4K this year? Highlander. You know a movie I'm never buying on 4K? Highlander, Highlander two. 2, The Quickening. Yeah. Ah, see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like you make bad decisions and so you like do bad ones. Last Crusade would have been a great end for Sean Connery. Absolutely. It's a, it's so such a, some- it's a great movie. It's just so great. Like it should have just been the period to so many people's careers. Kathleen Kennedy, yeah. she should have just like drawn a line in the sand and been like, I'm done right here. Can't top it. Can't top yeah. it. Exactly. And like, it's like, um, oh, uh, there's a couple of actors that like have walked away and then they're done. Like they're done. Right. Like Rick Moranis. Right. For, for the most part is done. Like he's done. Not saying like Rick Moranis is like a great, great, great. I think he got clocked in the face by a knockout game punch in, in New York at one point, but um, yeah. Uh, what's her face? Uh, <laughs> you, you remember Bridget Fonda? <laughs> you no. remember Bridget? Well, I was talking about the movie singles. Uh, she was also in like single white female. She was in uh, La Femme Nikita or point of a return. Uh, she, she, she was in, um, there was a Quentin Tanner, uh, Jack, uh, Jackie Brown. She was in Jackie Brown. Um, she was hot. Like she was, that was her thing. Like she was like, uh, uh, one of those times, like, you know, kind of the it girl for like, I don't know, like 93, 94 or something like that. But then she ended up like just retiring from movies. I think she's married to like Danny Elfman, the like, uh, composer. composer. Yeah. And she, on sad, I shouldn't say this, but it's like, she's one of those people where like, you, you go to like, look up like, what do they look like now? And you're like, I shouldn't have looked that up. <laughs> it's like, Oh boy, that is a fall from grace. But like, at least she gets to do that. Cause she retired properly is done. And like, again, like there's something about a nice punctuation. And I feel like false finality removes the punctuation and it diminishes the value of punctuation for other venues other things you know and oh, so yeah. it's like you're yeah, absolutely right yeah so that's my uh that's my issue for this week is false finality <laughs> I, would just like, I would just like to chime in on the tail end here with the sure you brought up, you brought up the marvel stuff and like you, you quit in 2012 when the avengers came out and that, that was absolutely a great time to quit because that was before it turned into like this whole shit show of you have to watch absolutely everything we make Yes. And then I quit post Endgame. Like Endgame, th- th- that's a very quit. much a final point. And I know in the next 10 years, Robert Dan Jr. is going to come back and be like a cameo as Tony Stark. I know that fucking Chris Evans is going to cameo as Captain America. Like, well, because they multiverse it now and it doesn't they're, they're matter. In the moment, in the moment of watching the movie, it felt final, but. As things have gone, like they've done this uh, Secret Wars TV show on Disney Plus where they've yeah. retconned the fact that Rhodey is like a scroll from Civil War all the way up until the end. It's just like, okay, well, that kind of makes that kind of means that everything that happened in the past is meaningless if it's not actually like the guy that we love and adore. And nobody seems to care on the creative side, nobody seems to care like what these characters meant to people like Tony Stark is an inspirational figure to people in my age bracket. 
Captain America is an inspirational figure in people in my age bracket. And when you undermine that character by bringing them back constantly or trying to like retcon that that's not actually the same thing and we're going to rewrite it, what you're doing is you're like fundamentally chipping away at what makes what makes us want to be a better person. Exactly. It, yeah. It's like it's like nothing has consequences anymore, right? Like it's like infinite lives. It's like infinite continues. Yeah. And like <clears throat> and like you know, Spock, like you you brought up Spock in the search for Spock. Like there's a whole movie that sets up why he's able to be back, but yeah. even then. A couple movies later in Undiscovered Country, they sign the fucking crew off. They're they're done. They pop up for a cameo in Relics. They pop up for a cameo in, in Generations. Uh, in in uh Unification. They pop up for a cameo in Generations. But like that crew served their time. They deserve cool. to have a fucking peaceful retirement where they can go on not saving the fucking universe for the rest of their life. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and like and that's what I feel about John Wick. Like, I don't remember who I was talking about. We were talking about John Wick recently, and I was like, John Wick needs to end at John Wick 4. Spoiler alert, John Wick dies at the end of 4, and there's like, well, maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's dead. No, no, no. John Wick is dead. He died. He died no longer as the Baba Yaga. He died as the woman that his wife loved, Helen. Loved. Helen Wick loved. And like, when like, it comes he finally to like- got back to where he started. And and that's it. Like that's good. I love it. I love the end of that. I love seeing John Wick being able to, because you can't. It's the same way I feel about Jack Bauer in Twenty Four. Like at the end of Twenty Four, he's like, "Oh, he was taken by the Russians." Like, well, but eventually there'll be a time where shit's so bad that they negotiate a deal with the Russians to get Jack Bauer back and want another fucking miniseries about Jack Bauer. The only way Jack Bauer doesn't serve his country is to be dead. And you just have to be done. And they well, never, that, they, they will not allow themselves to have that period anymore, ever again. There are no periods in their lives. I will say this. Um, one of the saddest realities to punctuate here is, is that we will never have Ellen Page back. We're all, we're stuck with Elliot Page for life now. <laughs> we'll never have Ellen Page back. <laughs> 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 There's a finality was, uh, that nobody asked smoking. for. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, yeah, that that's my issue. Uh, I I think I think I made my point. <laughs> I think you made a great issue. Yeah. And that brings awesome. us to the Miller episode, which means it's time for this episode is brought to you in part by the Ricketta News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations week. We know it doesn't take care of. Uh, lazy river in my backyard. And if you want to help El Chaco put the, a lazy river in his backyard, you can visit us at patreon.com. Or you can visit us at, oh, damn it. I fucking mixed up the order of those <laughs> things. <clears throat> that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for, and then I play the sound of fucking, fucking sound effect. Mm-hmm. And then I read the news. I was trying to get the news ready, which is why I fucked that up. <laughs> All right. El Chaco, 
do you want some weird phobias? Can I can I interest you in a weird phobia? I have a lot of them already, like falling and hitting my eye on the corner of a table. But if you want to hit me with new ones, I, I'm I'm always open for more. <laughs> well, I've got a new phobia from you. Uh, a Texas man has had both of his hands and parts of his feet amputated no. after catching typhus from a flea. What? Yeah. Michael Koloff from Houston was visiting his mother in hospital in San Antonio when he fell ill on June 19th with what his family suspected was a flu. The 35-year-old was immediately rushed to the ICU suffering from a sepsis and organ failure that was so severe that his family was told he would likely die. But uh, he miraculously pulled through and yet remained in hospital with multiple further surgeries expected. Um Typhus is a bacterial disease that causes fever, headache, rash, muscle ache, and oh, I, fever. I know chills. all about typhus. <laughs> yeah. In severe cases, patients can require hospitalization due to the hepatitis or internal bleeding. It's caused by the bacteria Rickettsia typhi, and it's possibly Rickettsia fel- felsis, which are carried by fleas, lice, mites, or ticks. The pests live on animals, in particular feral and stray rat, cats, rats, and opossums but do not make their host animals unwell. Flea-borne typhus is endemic in parts of LA and Orange County, which is mind-blowing because that's the fucking part of the first world. Um, the disease also occurs in Texas and Hawaii. 200 cases occur every year throughout the U.S., particularly in coastal regions. Bacteria <clears> spread <throat> when feces from infected insects contaminate the person's gut or graze while the insects are sucking their blood. Um, so now I'm fucking horrified about being bitten by a flea and getting my fucking hands and feet cut off. Well, uh, you're gonna need to 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 go into some showers and delysify often uh, enough to make sure that you you don't have that worry anymore. Uh, typhus is a a problem that uh, has cropped up in history, uh, especially in highly concentrated uh, populations, and especially yeah. right now, it's like, oh no, it's coming back, dude. I. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, out I don't shit, need man. that. I, I, yeah. I have three dogs and, and they constantly have to, uh, we always have to give them like a update on their like flea medication. Cause they bring them in. Cause like we got fields all around and stuff like that. So now, now I don't need that, but yeah. Uh, I know a lot about typhus and I didn't think I'd have to think about it so much in 2023. So <laughs> yeah, you weren't thinking you're going to be buying like pallets of off strength. Keep, yourself from getting sick well yeah there's like another thing they use to get it off uh it starts with a z but i forget what it's called but yeah um anyways uh, what else we got for our news uh i've got a news here from um i don't remember where this is from missouri oh it's from my it's from my home state i'm an idiot thank you uh bank robbing pensioner failed to turn up to court after her latest ex- escapades for a very good reason do you want to guess what the reason was Hmm. Hit me. What was her reason? <laughs> uh, she's dead. Oh, what yeah. happened? Bonnie Gooch, which is a great name, has been terrorizing banks in Missouri, United States. I don't know why the article says Missouri, United States, as if there's another Missouri. It's not like Georgia for decades and has previously spent time in jail for two raids. But when she was Due to appear in court for her third raid, she no-showed. It later turned out that she was because she had died sometime between her being arrested and the new court day. Local news, the Riverfront Times, who is a 
bunch of pieces of shit who cheated him out of my rightful prize as burger lover of St. Louis. Uh, reported that she had missed her arraignment on Monday, July 24th for a bank robbery she was accused of having committed in April near Kansas City. According to Pleasant Hill Police Chief Tommy Wright, officers went to Gooch's home to serve an arrest warrant that had been issued for falling, failing, failing, fuck, failing to appear in a court. But when she had police knocked on the front door, that partially opened, leading the officers to enter. I'm sure that's a hundred percent true story. How many? Oh, yeah. Whenever you whenever you close your front door, do you ever close to a point where someone knocked on it? The door would just kind of swing open for no reason. I have a weird front door because it's not really a front door, but in the past, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, <sighs> yeah, th- yeah, like I, so I've been like wildly drunk. I've been wildly drunk and come in my own front door and managed to lock the fucking thing to where if you don't, where you can't knock on and the door slides open. <laughs> I feel like there's some weird uh, police bullshit in this story. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it didn't take long for them to realize that she had died, and she's in the back bedroom. They the formal identification has not been made, but they are pretty sure it's her. And so, yeah, she's dead. Uh, F to a real legend who's robbing banks. <laughs> I wish we could all rob banks. Did you get the uh, story I sent you on Saturday? Oh, uh, I did not, but I will pull it up. I have it here. I have it here. I can do it. Read oh, go it. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah this isn't it? this isn't quite fish news. But I know I know there's some people out there that definitely want to uh, they they want to hear some something fish related or fish news kind of thing like that. So uh, this is coming from the Daily Mail. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Be- uh, did you mean RNN? <laughs> uh, this is coming from RNN News, uh, Ricada News Network, and it's definitely not fake news. Uh, beloved 38 year old manatee, a sea cow. Beloved 38-year-old manatee Hugh dies after high-intensity sex with his brother Buffett at Florida Aquarium. <laughs> I don't I know what Florida they're doing. Banned this kind of stuff. What's that? Sorry. I thought Florida banned this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's definitely not taught in schools. Uh, so, um, a beloved captive manatee has died after. Quote, high intensity sex, unquote, with his brother caused severe internal injuries. A necropsy has found Hugh, 38. I didn't know the manatees left, Man, he's got that that old. Long, by the wild, way. He's like dude. pushing like middle age. He's older uh, than me. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh died at the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium in Sarasota on April 29th after mating with his larger brother, Buffett. It caused a 14.5 centimeter rip in his colon. Yes. Mating. It's not mating. Populating. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking into a dude is not mating. Sodomizing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the aquarium said that it observed the pair engaging in natural yet increased mating behavior. That's not natural aquarium. You should be shut down. Ron DeSantis should be. Yanking your your aquarium license. Yeah, where is Ron DeSantis on this? He's off in Israel signing off on some sort of like anti-Semitism bill. Uh, I'm not on voting the- on Ron DeSantis until he condemns this aquarium. <laughs> he must. He must. You, 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 he must take a stand on 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 the. He must stand up for the love of, of Hugh the manatee. According to the aquarium, such behavior has been quote documented in manatees both in managed care in and in the wild. In the wild? All right. 
according to the aquariums, okay, uh, officials said that this was the first time such heightened mating behavior, again, degenerate mating behavior, has, uh, yeah. was witnessed between the two manatees, and it was believed that separating them would cause more harm. More harm. It's dead. It died. Like, it, it didn't make it. Um, yeah. <laughs> slow forward on that. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh and Buffett were both observed in initiating Control, uh, a mutual... Florida man, uh, a T, <laughs> good enough. <laughs> Hugh and Buffett were both observed initiating and mutually seeking interactions from each other throughout the day, and there were no obvious signs of discomfort or distress, such as listing, crunching, or active avoidance that would have triggered a need for intervention. They explain he 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 wasn't turning him down, so it wasn't a problem. <laughs> Following the direction of the veterinarians whose, whose licenses should be revoked, distraction rather than physical separation was chosen because separation has previously caused undue anxiety and negative effects in both manatees, the statement added. A necropsy performed by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's Marine Mammal Pathobiology Lab found that fatal wound was a 14.5 centimeter long tear in the ventral wall of his colon. F in the chats for Hugh, the manatee, the degenerate manatee. Uh, <laughs> maybe not S in the chat. Maybe S in the chats for this, uh, this behavior from for, F in maybe, the chats for the, for the manatee that was raped to death. Yeah. Well, I no, I, Yeah. I don't know who, in, uh, anyways, it, the fact that they're trying to pass this off as natural behavior. No, it's, it's not fucking weird. Yeah. It's not natural. Clearly there's a problem in your water, in your aquarium that you guys need to look into. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe they've been, maybe too much Bud Light got spilled in the water. I don't know. Something went wrong, but that's, uh, that's the news item that I sent you on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one last news story here. The coffee chain Costa is facing a boycott mm. after a character of a trans man with what appeared to be double mastectomy scars was pictured and blazing on one of his vans. Gender critical campaigners have accused the company of being, quote, irresponsible, arguing the cartoon is, quote, glorifying irreversible surgery and promoting the mutilation of healthy young girls, unquote. But trans rights activists have claimed the top surgery, which, like all surgery, carries a number of risks, doesn't harm people and saves lives. I and Costa has defended the mural in its entirety, claiming it showcases and celebrates inclusivity. However, the image has sparked furious backlash with the boycott Costa Coffee. I feel like I didn't click on this article. I feel like this must be some other like weird saves lives. Act. These tits are killing me. Get them off. Yeah. Speaking Action of turn, Action turn activist Lauren Lawrence Fox tweeted, Dear Costa Coffee, you're promoting the mutilation of healthy young girls. I hope you are boycotted out of existence. The Reclaim Party urge, leader urged his 388,000 followers to buy their coffees from a, quote, coffee shop tomorrow instead of a child mutilation support group. Yamas says a co-founder of Thoughtful Therapists, a group of counselors, psychologists who are worried about the impact of gender ideology on young people, tweeted, Dear Costa Coffee, could you kindly explain why you're glorifying irreversible surgery, performing a healthy breasts of women in a mental health condition? What the fuck did I... I that was not... I, that's a good story, but I don't think that's the fucking story that I clicked on, so... Well, I, I saw that was before I nuked my Twitter. I saw that that was all over it. Like that was the thing that was also bugging me about Twitter is like getting the same crap over and over and over. Oh, yeah. I got, I had, I don't know who it was. I was following one guy and 
man, like it seemed like every five minutes he had a picture of that lady who, 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 who was on the plane, who was pointing at that guy and was like, that motherfucker right there is not real. That guy, like, yeah, that, that, and I saw that chick's picture. What's that? I would fuck the shit out of that lady. <laughs> she, she had, had strong wife vibes for you or what? She had strong wife vibes. She's like rejecting lizard people. She's got yeah. large breasts. She's marriage Come material. On. She's marriage <laughs> she material. A sensible haircut. <laughs> yeah. She's not like fucking buzz cutting one side of her head and dying the other no, side purple like no. a psychopath. And she knows when to when it's time to go. Exactly. Uh, she she's not putting up with that. And you'd be like, yes, honey, we're gone. That's over. That you don't we don't tolerate non-real people. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of weird Twitter, Twitter has started suggesting to me people who believe that the China virus is still real and you have to wear masks and do all the shit still. And I have taken so much great joy in telling those people that they're fucking retards and they have no idea what they're doing. They should stay inside their homes forever. I've, I haven't quite come close to telling them to kill themselves, but I am right on the verge. I called someone a faggot, which is why I got banned from Twitter for seven days. Oh, man. See, I almost wish I maybe I shouldn't have nuked my thing. Maybe I should have gone out in a blazing glory. You know, God just banned. Like said all the words. De- denied all the historical events, like did all those kind of things that could get you in yeah. real trouble. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been great, but I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't. But anyway, anyway, this has been the Rakeda news network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know, it doesn't take care of, uh, it doesn't take care of uh, again. It doesn't take care of paying for my my lazy river. <laughs> and if you want to contribute to El Chaco's lazy river, you can visit us on subscribetart.com forward slash hwidg, tip.hwidg.com, and patreon.com forward slash hwidg, which stands for that motherfucker right there is not real. I and mean, if you want to <laughs> support us over there, you, you can, we have five tiers of the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each episode. Plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 th- tier where we throw the random bits and bobs you do now and again. El Chaco and I did a uh, bonus episode last week that I to edit and release. We have our $5 tier. We do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. And then we have our $10 tier where you, the f- fans submit a film, you vote on what, film we watch and we watch and record a feature in the commentary and then finally we have our $50 spike producer tier where you get to say in the show you can demand a special bonus episode you can ask for a voicemail to get banned you can ask for someone to get banned from the patreon anything that you wish for us to do that's reasonably within our abilities we will do so and we want to say thank you to all of our supporters big and small because without your generous support we would not have made it 349 consecutive episodes uh, more than any other podcast that has ever existed. So thank you very, very much. <laughs> uh, we will keep on going as long as your generous support continues. So uh, thank you for that. But <clears throat> let's get back to some issues. I'm going to take All a right. long pause here because <laughs> sure. I have to go to the bathroom. So I'm going to go pee real quick and then I'm going to come back to my issue. All right. And I'm not doing that sober. <laughs> Not going to happen. All right. Saskatchewan. My people love it. I'm not actually from Saskatchewan, but my grandparents are from Saskatchewan. And uh, there's that uh, 
there's that mutual love that that Alberta Saskatchewan thing. We 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 we're, you know that scene in like Bra- Braveheart where the, like the Celtics and the and the and the Scots are are forced to fight each other. I I see that being the thing that Alberta and Saskatchewan would do if we were ever like pitted against each other. We'd like run out into a very long plain flat field and then you know like meet each other in the middle and just like you know like high five and all that kind of stuff like that. Saskatchewan's my people. <laughs> My prairie people. Oh, wait, what is, uh, <clears throat> what is tab smoking? Uh, all right. uh, tab was smoking a cigar. I think it was a Cuban cigar. So he must, he must probably, uh, I, I, I is that illegal in the United States? Did I just, did I just out him? Um, DeBosk, you guys are in my recommended watch. Never seen you before. Welcome. Good. Thanks. Thanks for coming in about, uh, you know, 349 episodes in. Got it. It's great. I could crush you like a what? Where? All right. All right. Um, Sobram says most folks from Alberta started in Saskatchewan or they or their parents. Were, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely the way it goes. We just kind of keep, you know, like one generation can go and set up a homestead in one spot and then they kind of keep going a little bit over. We stopped before the Rockies, though, right? Like we, we, British Columbia. I mean, we have a little bit of a kindred spirit with like, you know, maybe with the Okanagan because it's mostly it's mostly the uh, mostly Albertans <laughs> that are buying in there. But yeah, that works. Uh, Prairie Love Bud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do we got here? I noticed the cigar. I want to know what kind. Mr. Kill Everything wants to know what kind of cigar you're you're smoking. Unlike my, oh. my, my he's from Paraguay. What are, what are you smoking? I am smoking a uh, Macan, uh, Macanundo Inspirado, but it's the uh, Brazilian shade-grown tobacco wrapper. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Shit's great. We got a new... We got a newbie here. 349 episodes in this. DeBosk guy is uh, here. Oh, okay. That crushed you like a worm quote is from Braveheart. Come on. I'm sorry. I haven't seen Braveheart in a long time. I just remember this scene. My bad. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, welcome to the show, DeBosk. It's a fun time if you enjoy the sort of content I do. What kind yeah. of content is that, Gaius? <laughs> All right. Refresh my mind what label he says. Mr. Kill everything says. Uh, it's Macanundo. Um, Macanundo. I, I slipped the ring off. I slipped the ring off, but I don't know where I set it. Oh. I might have just peeled it off and thrown it on the ground. No, I think about it. Uh, I've been, I've been in this fucking online Zoom training all day, <laughs> and in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I've I've been Zoom. I'm in. I'm sitting in front of my computer, zooming. I'm like, you know, talking on the thing. I need to be hammering water the way that I do on the podcast. And so I had my big like water. fucking jug of water and I'm just drinking it all day, like total muscle memory. And every time we hit a break, I would just fucking piss like it was the end of tomorrow. Uh, again, I have to go back to, <laughs> to remind you that in here's what I don't get lore. We're supposed to be peeing in cups. I think that was the, uh, that was, the, <laughs> that was the thing. Wasn't yeah. That, wasn't you know, our, we're, uh, our lore. It, it was, it was, but I, I didn't want to do that. I was, I was I've never done lazy. it and I never will. You can't make me. You got an issue. I do let's, have let's an issue. Into your so issue. Let's, right. uh, let's take a pause right here. Sure. Here's what I don't get. Toxic masculinity. 
all these men out here trying to be men and like ruining women's good times. Uh, you really need to be more considerate of how the women around you feel. Uh, I feel, I feel like that's really, is that the, is that the crux of toxic masculinity? Is it, it, it's, it's really about the women, right? Like it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't it Gillette? Gillette went with a, uh, 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 I thought to- toxic masculinity died after the, the Gillette commercial finally put us in our place. No, no, to- toxic masculinity is forever. Uh, and here's the deal. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> I was in this, um, I've been taking the Zoom train today. And I've really noticed this weird thing where men don't necessarily want to be men. They want to be like men that are also women so they can take advantage of whatever woman thing is going around. And so they will claim woman status without actually doing anything to create femininity. And so like today, uh, do you remember Sam Brinkman, I think is his name. He was like a, he was a Biden czar of some stupid shit. And he was stealing all this fucking luggage. You know that guy? Oh, the, 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 the weird bald headed lipstick wearing dog. The weird play. bald. Exactly. He's yes. bald headed, but he's wearing lipstick, but he says a full mustache. So now yeah. I, I no, he's just, just, he's just fucking with you. I mean, he is just, just fucking weird. Yeah. 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 Now I can he understand wants you like to be a, repulsed by him. I, I can understand uh, a man, a trans woman who thinks that they're a woman and they have like male pattern baldness that they can't control, right? But but most of them they shave their face. <laughs> Sam yeah. Brinkman has a mustache, yeah, and a shaved head, and he's wearing women's clothing and makeup and being and like other I- people's women's clothing, apparently. <laughs> And I'm above like reproach for the choices that I'm making. And when I look at that, the only thing I think of is, oh, this is toxic masculinity. This is you being like, I'm a man. That's toxic masculinity. Yeah. I I, I need to be a woman, but also I need to have a mustache. Like that's kind of fucking weird, dude. You know, and the thing is like, I've worked in theater my whole life. I've known trans people before the whole like trans fad. I don't really have a problem with trans people. Um, just don't read to my kids. That's all I, you know, don't yeah, read to my kids. And, and, but all of the trans people I knew prior to 2013, 2014, I'll say, I'll like draw that line there. They tried. They, they made some effort in. They made an effort to try and become the gender they felt they were, they were born in or they were not born in. I don't know the words. I'm not a words guy. And so, like, they tried to pass. Yeah. And and so like uh, to me, like, I have longish hair now. I have like past shoulder length hair. Tim, Tim's a you know, he has long hair. He's had fucking long hair most of the time I've known him. As, so you're as both a guy. beautiful women is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. But Buck has had long hair. He had long hair when we started the show, right? Yeah. But we all have this like we're all trying to be a masculine self, not out of some kind of like performative uh gender ideology but just because that's who we think we are like buck brought in many years ago he brought in um unearned beards and i can't argue with him because i felt like a beard was a thing you just naturally grew and now i've 
I've come to understand more of what he meant by that issue. And the thing is, so like I'm a man, I have a beard. I have, Mm -hmm. I I have long hair. I have long hair, largely out of laziness, but also (laughs) when I, so when I hit a point, I've always been like very willy nilly about my haircutting regimen. I've never been like one to be like every six weeks, I'm going to get my haircut and I get cut just the same way. And so I spent my, my kind of teens just like kind of grow. However it grew. I spent my twenties. I I was very, tried to be very clean cut cut with my side part. And when I had my thirties, I was like, well, you need to find a new thing. And I didn't find it, but I didn't have any, I, I kept running out of reasons to, I, I couldn't get time to cut my hair because my life sucked when I was 30. And then I was, you know, then I moved to St. Louis and suddenly my hair was long enough that I could put it like a little man bun. And then I decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to grow my hair out long and I'm going to donate it to turn it into wigs for people. Okay. Yeah. And you can, (laughs) because I can, like I've, I've hit this threshold where it's no, it no longer bothers me. Like I have a way to, I have a way to handle it. Like I, the way I handle mm-hmm. it is I put in like a little bun there on the back of my head. Uh, if you're watching right. on video, it's, it's down on the back of my head. It's out of the yeah. way. I don't care. But in another few months, uh, it'll be long enough and, and healthy enough that I can, I can lop off 10 plus inches of it and give it to someone whose life will be changed by my hair, which it seems like a good like thing to do for people. It seems, yeah. I mean, I can see where you're going with that. But at the same time, I'm also maintaining my like masculine identity, which is of a, I'm a, I feel that I'm a man and I'm a man who takes control of situations. I'm a man that solves problems. and I'm a man that takes like the weight when things go wrong. Like that is to me what a man is. A man doesn't back down from a challenge and a man doesn't try and fight about who is what. Well, and there's also a sense of self-sacrifice, self-awareness, um, directness, uh, being, you know, not beating around the bush. Like, I mean, you know, let, let the women folk do the, the, the feeling and the, the emotional assessment, like really good at that. Whereas like, yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Okay. There's a problem. Take charge. And let's go get that fixed right let's away. Let's go it. deal with let's it right like- now. Yeah. Let's I, I don't want to deal thing. with it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on it. It's, it's, it's fixable. Let's go fix it. And we're going to drop it. It's done. And I think that's part that's, of, that's, that's, so when you analyze like the evolution of uh, our species, we have, mm-hmm. we have three brains, right? We have our, we have our lizard brain, which is like the very, very core of our brain is still mm-hmm. a lizard brain. And the lizard brain is just like stimulus reaction. Stimulus, reaction, stimulus, reaction. And that was tempered by our mammalian brain, our, mm-hmm. where our primate brain, where we started to form, um, and you see this, like elephants, they form like little societies. Monkeys form a little society where instead of as a lizard, as a snake, like if I'm a snake man, a snake only wants to survive in order to lay eggs. Whatever happens mm-hmm. to the eggs, not my fucking problem. I'm just going to keep living and to keep laying eggs. I'm just going to keep on doing it. And then a mammalian brain was built more around the idea of not a society, but a tribe where, okay, we're in the tribe, Chaco's kids and my kids need to be protected. So if I have to die to make Chaco's kids live, 
That's good because the herd will continue. Not myself, <laughs> not my own kids. My own kids will probably survive, but the herd is kind of more important than the self. Well, yeah, there's a lot there because <clears throat> again, like the, um, the, the men go out because men, as much as we're valuable, we're also expendable in the long run. Right? Absolutely there's a limited expendable. amount of eggs. You can, you could repopulate with less men and more. I, I've got sheep, right? Like I'm trying yeah. to, to breed more sheep. I need more female sheep. I just, I got my Ram. I don't need, I just need more, more female sheep. Uh, otherwise you're going to have a problem like the manatee aquarium. Right. But, um, uh, but the, like what I've understood is that with the men gone, the women had to develop, they, they had to develop a a different type of socialization, right? Mm -hmm. Because they had to be nice to one another because if your man dies, let's say in war or out hunting or something like that, you then need to rely on the community at large to help you raise your children. And the men want to do that because our, our human brain, the other layer, our human brain has really created society. And in the human, in the, like the human brain, we know we have to band together because not one of us can give a child enough information for them to be truly uh, a successor to our thing, to our, to our lands. And so if, if for whatever reason in my procreation, I'm unable to, you know, give a male heir, I can at least give a male heir of another tribesman, my knowledge to continue our tribe. Because it's yes. a little, while the self is, the self is great and the children are better, the tribe, we've like sacrificed the tribe to like the genetic diversity. So what's ended up happening mm-hmm. over the last 40 years is that we've discovered, and I talked about this many episodes ago, uh, about how women live life on easy mode. They, our mammal brain just fundamentally won't let us let women take risks that we know can be uh, redirected. And it's been labeled as sexism, but it's not sexism. It's just biology. We can't fight it. I I cannot fight that when I'm in a crowd and I see a child in danger, I'm a single man. I have fucking nothing to gain. But there's a there's a part in my mammal brain that just goes like, you need to make sure this kid's all right. You need to make sure this kid's all right. Yes. Yeah. And and it's fundamental <clears throat> and you can't fight it. Unfortunately, too, though, we with the rise of narcissism and psychopathy and sociopathy, uh, we have seen this is why it's I'm so revolted by anti-family, anti children rhetoric or behaviors, yeah, right? I this agree. is like, like, this is why I'm, I'm super pro-life is because it's, it's like, I don't, I don't know how the brain works in this regard to like, you know, up until the last day, last moment, like legal, like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, I, like these like last late term things. It's like, I don't know where you come, where's your humanity? Where's that? Where's your mammalian 
biological programming. We should be taking that child and, 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 and letting it thrive and doing everything that we can to, to help it because we're, we're, we're charged to, to, uh, uh, be fruitful and multiply. And, and, and that also is not just biological, but like you're saying here is like passing along ideas, passing along, like, you know, a philosophy, a, th- a theology, those kind of things matter. Uh, yeah. that's what you can build. A, uh, you can build your, your society around. And it's funny because, um, there was a book, I think it was like, uh, the pen name was like anonymous conservative or something like that. And it was something about RK selection. Have you heard about this, uh, in, in nature, RK selection. So there's like R selective mating and uh, K selective mating. And so like R selective, um, is like, think of like, I don't want to get them flipped, but I'm pretty sure it's like, it's, it's, uh, like rabbits. Okay. So, so for example, like rabbits, you put rabbits into a field and to a rabbit, that field is endless. Like to them, they don't see a limited food supply. So they're just on like, cause they're used to like getting picked off by predators. It's just like, it's just, it's just spray and pray. It's just like, it's just like I have as many as possible, but they don't invest hardly anything into the raising of those kids. Right. Yeah. And then, exactly. and then the, K-selected is more like a wolf. So like a wolf pack will work together and they will, they will have their, their, uh, their, they will have their offspring, but they don't have as many because for them, because they have to go out and find food supplies and they rove around. They have to go. There is no endless field for them. There is always a limited supply and, and there's theories about human beings having developed in those similar ways. So if, if you, for example, if you take, uh, if you take a household where the dad is gone, right. If you, if you've got a single parent household, the dad is gone, that sends the signal to you that you are like a rabbit. You're, you're under attack. Like you're in a trauma based situation. And so you're hitting with fear and all this kind of all the time. So what happens is, is that this is a phenomenon where the girls hit puberty faster, right? We say all the time, oh, it's like hormones in the milk. And it's like, nah, it's, uh, that's part of it. But, but it's, it's also, also like, because they're getting, they're, we're getting hit with this. Dad's gone. You're getting hit with fear all the time. And it's actually warping how we think and how we feel. And you look at different cultures around the world. And if they're like, look, I don't know if my kid's going to make it to 12 years old, so I'm going to have as many kids as possible to, 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 you know, that's my retirement plan. So I'm going to, you know, do my best to, to just have as many as possible. And that's why a lot of them will have as many with as many partners as possible just to pass it along. Whereas other cultures, they're like, shit, we got to like, we got to survive the winter, right? Like we got to like prepare and survive the winter. So that, that creates a different kind of mindset. So for example, some parts of the world have like arranged marriages. Whereas like in Europe and stuff like that, with, or, or like in Canada, like we're, you know, we got uh, uh, Sobram here is talking about uh, being from Saskatchewan and how uh, uh, people from Saskatchewan, like a lot of families from Alberta came from Saskatchewan first. These were generations that survived pretty harsh conditions and pretty hard 
winters. And because you were going into these communities, we like I've talked a lot about high trust, low context. Well, a high trust society will be built where it's necessary. So for example, just to be able to have, to be able to survive the winter, just to be able to get through it, you need to trust your neighbor, right? Because like if like the ant and the grasshopper type thing, like if the winter comes and your neighbor's doing bad and he's now in survival mode and you're like prepared, he's now your enemy. There's a possibility yeah. that that guy's going to come and take your stuff or, you yeah. know, try to, cause he's going to be desperate. Right. And I think, I, I think that like, so I almost feel like there's two tiers of mammals. Yes. Whereas yeah. that goes, cause like you look at an elephant, right? Elephants will mm-hmm. have one, maybe two offspring in a mating yeah. cycle. They invest a and, lot and, into them. And two, two is like rare. And, but whereas yes. you like look at rats or possums and you, yeah, they'll just- have a dozen. And so like possums and, and possums are, are kind of uh, really related to this issue because so I was, um, I was moving a free, a freezer down in my basement this week and I, I had, I have this set of stairs that goes down in my basement and I just kind of throw shit down there that I don't want. Like when I was clearing out my basement of the trash from the flood, I just piled it outside the door and figured when the dumpster's empty, I'll haul that shit up. And mm-hmm. then even past that, I've just been like, ah, oh, just kind of throw this down that. So anyway, I, I need to move this freezer down in my, my basement. And when I was moving some stuff, I found a, a possum mother and a dozen or a half a dozen possum babies and possums are creepy as shit they're fucking ugly yeah they are creatures but yeah they're 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 completely uh, like impervious to disease so i don't really want to kill possums like i fucking hate squirrels i'll kill a squirrel all day long but a possum like (laughs) as long as we're not really affecting one another you go about your possum business so i find this fucking possum in all of her kids and I, I, I'm just, I, 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 it freaked me out. I'll be honest. It freaked me out. I'm sitting there. I'm standing outside my fucking front, my back steps. And I go like, Oh shit. Oh shit. What the fuck? (laughs) And like, and it was just like that momentary panic of, I don't recognize this. And then I realized what it was. And I went inside the house. I was just like, I'm done doing what I'm doing. I'm going to go inside the house. Maybe the possum will kind of like go find their own possum way. Possum didn't did it? go find its own. It didn't go find uh, its own possum way. So I went back and or? peeked at it and saw it. So I went did I like did some googling and I found out. Okay, a possum is afraid of water. Like water in an area is a sign that it is a bad shelter zone. So I went and got uh-huh. my hose and and I put it on shower mode and I put it on real soft and I. I went to where I wasn't, I wasn't hosing the possum, but I could kind of tuck it under the ba- the basement stairs and let it rain down. You on the flooded possum. your own basement to get them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, didn't, I didn't flood my own base. I flooded the entryway a little bit to, and so the possum, the possum like <clears throat> left and I watched the possum run down the, the sidewalk and, and disappear down in the bushes. And I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Right. I'm good. And then I go to move the, the fucking freezer and I find a baby possum down in the hole. And, and like, I'm, I'm a man, I can deal with death, but I don't want to kill something that doesn't deserve to die. Like a baby possum doesn't deserve death because it inconveniences me as a person. 
But did you send in your cat? That's what you do. That's what your cat goes in. That's that's a that's a cat moment. You could have cats you can't sent kill cat possums. Can't, they cats can't. can't. No, because I so I had this cat. Uh, this is another story. I'm spinning plates here. Uh, <laughs> the apartment that I had in Tulsa, there was a yeah. cat that looked just like Reacher. Look, fucking spinning image of Reacher. That would come up to my like sliding glass door on my back patio, and look in. And the first time I saw him, I thought that I was looking at a reflection of my cat. And mm-hmm. it was not a reflection of my when my cat looked at me and the reflection didn't, I was like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? And I realized it was another cat. <laughs> so I, I like I kind of fed this cat and like let him have his like little world out there. And one day, as as a reward for me being up his person, I guess, he brought me a possum, a baby possum that he had caught, and it was dead. Oh. What I thought was was a dead possum. Okay, and so I like I, I look at this dead possum. Oh, I go out and feed playing, the other cat. I, I he was playing, he was possum. playing possum. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you bastard! So I go <laughs> I go back inside the house to get like a, a plastic bag so I can pick up this dead possum and throw him in the the dumpster. And when I I yeah. I'm inside the house and I look out the window and the little baby possum goes and just he's laying there stark still and then goes and then looks over like what. And that was when I realized that uh, playing possum was a real thing, not just it's like a, a real thing. Co- yeah. And so I had distracted this other cat enough that that little baby possum ran away. So that's why I say cats can't kill a possum. And so what I ended up doing was I, I figured out where mama possum was. It was over the, it was underneath the, the family's bushes. And then I, I learned that mama possums, they don't give a fuck about their babies. They'll fucking leave him. I don't give a shit. No. So I got my, my, my sheep Shaniqua didn't care about her uh, baby lamb or whatever that uh, died because of mom sucked at being a mom. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I, I got, I got a shovel and then a cooler and I kind of scooped the little baby possum in the cooler. And then I wandered over and dumped the possum outside the garden where the, the mama possum was. And then I retreated up to where I could kind of see, but not, you know, it wasn't in sight. And the baby possum went back and I was like, I can live. I can live knowing that that possum got back to the mom. Possum dies. Not my fault. It's mom's fault. Fuck mom. And yeah. so, but that's that, like, that's that mammal instinct in that we mm-hmm. have to protect our own. And like the possum's not my own, but the possum doesn't deserve to die. But that's R and K, man. That's the R and K. And yeah. and like, again, like certain parts of the world developed differently and that's why it makes sense that we have different abilities and different cock like different different cognition different uh, strengths and weaknesses all that kind of stuff and going back to like how that how that works is like a, a masculinity or or like for example um take a european culture right that had to deal with real winters and you're in more remote areas you're trying to get out into these uh, into these other areas, so so European cultures developed based on a high trust society because they needed to. You needed to know your neighbor. You needed to. You don't have an arranged marriage. That's not our thing. So we don't have an arranged yeah. marriage. So so what ends up happening is you get the women. This is where women and gossip comes around, right? This is why this is why like we're susceptible to gossip because the before you're gonna pick out like a a partner, somebody you're going to marry somebody like you have to like vet them. You know, you have to like courtship is a thing. You have to go through this long thing. So the thing is, is that 
what ended up happening in these European cultures, which didn't happen in other parts of the world in most other, uh, other cultures around the world. Like it's funny when I was talking about low context, high context, and I like looked up like where are the high context societies, where are the low context societies? It was, it was European countries. It was all white people countries that seemed to be the low context ones that were able to like zone in on these things. And it's because being clear and direct worked better in those situations. You don't have mango trees in, in, in Norway. Uh, that mm-hmm. grow fruit year round to to get off of of starvation. You have to plan. You have to you have to you have to work the land. You have to do your part. You have to kind of you have to survive, and you need that trust on your neighbor. Whereas if you're in another area where you don't need to rely on your neighbor for things, because you got a mango tree that you can always pull a mango from most of the year, right? You're not gonna have you're not gonna have a a, a the same sort of trust building exercise. In fact, if you're going to have all these, these families with large amount of kids in them, right. Your Sundays aren't inviting neighbors over. It's just your whole family. And so what you get is this in-group preference of the, of the, of the family versus where we are like, you know, we believe in like honor and like honesty and all this kind of stuff. So you're going to have things develop differently. So when you're looking at this masculinity thing and you're looking at how you were, Oh, you, <laughs> Are you okay? Of the okay? Flag. okay, gotcha, gotcha. So it's honor. Yeah. Uh, honor. Yes. <laughs> so if you are, are, are if you're if you are in a low context society, and again, when I looked at it, I was like, what are the low context societies? Like Canada, United States, Germany, Britain, uh, Australia, New Zealand. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> seems to be all in one place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing That's is, gonna, is that I'm thinking about it for a while. Hmm. That one's a toughie. I'm trying to figure that uh, one out. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> so the thing is, is that is that you get this, um, you get this trend that gets built in. A, so, like, it's a very different line of thinking. It's just a very different line of thinking, and and so uh, when it comes to when you're saying like you know these people who are like you know you see a lost child, your instinct is to go and protect it. That's because in like. You know, wherever your aunt's, I don't know, you got like German in your blood or something like that? Or like Irish. Uh, Irish, okay. Yeah. There's, you're going to be in these remote places where it's like, oh, we got to save this one. Like, we got to make sure we'll find his parents. Where are his parents? Like, what could have possibly gone wrong? Whereas in another society, like in parts of like Africa and stuff like that, where you're having large amount of kids with large amount of partners, you're not going to have that same sort of, that's the other thing about polygamy and the other, like, you will not have that same sense of like, these, these are my kin, right? Like these yeah. are my, like you there's a biological drive to do that. I don't, I don't know if I'm going off in the woods so, on this one, but, but like the it's word, not toxic. The word, That's not toxic to think that way. Yeah. The word that I like to use is, uh, I, I call it yield math. Y- yo math. Okay. Yo math. Okay. And yield math, yield math is just family backwards. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and there are people like, like El Chaco, you and I are Yule math. We're not so? biologically family, but we're no, part of the same brothers. tribe. Yes. So yes. I have to look out for you. I have to look out for your children. I have to look out for those people because we are Yule math. Like, yes. A tr- tribe is, is a more ancient version of that. But actually, my, go- my word is Yule math. European cultures are. Because of people, and especially, okay, you're, you're an American and I'm yeah. a Canadian. 
which means our ancestors oh, left. That's right. Actually, fuck you and your family. I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> but no, no, no. Get, hear me out. Our ancestors left the motherland, left the fatherland, wherever they come from. And they adventured off to this new crazy world. And when they went to this new crazy new world, they, they had to basically create new family with their community. Yeah. Right. They didn't have yeah. their uncles and cousins and all that kind of stuff right away. So they developed this ability to suss out that person's a good person. That person's a bad person. And the people who are total assholes, they didn't thrive that well because they didn't get the help. Like if you were such an asshole that nobody would like cared if you froze to death in the winter, right. <laughs> End of your line, you're done. Yeah. Right. But now with cities and like, Oh, we lost know, all the hacker Nazi. movies line. Oh, what a shame that was. Oh, oh no. <laughs> but that's the thing. Right? Like, it's like, it's like we, we now have so much abundance that you can be shitty with no repercussions. So, yeah. You, 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 you know, and so going back to like, like the female biological responses, like for them, like they gossip and they also do the thing where they come, you know, they, they lie to each other to their face. They compliment, Oh, you look so good. And then like that bitch is like, you know, like, like behind they yeah. do that. that. It's not them being assholes. That's just, that's naturally been programmed into them to be able to do that's that the, that way because it's this false face. That's high text, right? Yeah. That's actually high context. Whereas like um, low context communication is like, Hey, do I look fat in this? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I got like five, five. What does that mean? It's like, I got five fat friends and you're four of them, you know, like, like that's the, <laughs> like the, that's, that's the honesty that, that, each other when they're being men but the yeah. other thing is is that you're talking about these men that want to act like women and the thing is is that they're they're acting like women no they're being effeminate they're not doing their male duty and that's can the I, problem and then like if you look back in the so like, I, can oh, i ahead, sorry ahead. can i circle back on um so to circle back on the men acting like women because i'm seeing more and more of that a lot lately where men are taking a feminine role and pushing the feminine um, traits out to try and do a facsimile of that. And I'm seeing it more and more lately. Like I'm seeing otherwise straight men (laughs) painting their nails. And like, I've known, I've known El Chaco, have you, have you ever gone? Have you ever gone to a manicure with your wife? And I don't mean this in a judgmental way. Is that something you've done? No, no. I've uh, no. I've had a pedicure. Uh, and, and okay. by pedicure, it was just like a foot massage and like cleaning your thing. Like I didn't get like nail polish or shit like that. None, okay. none of that. And yeah. and I and I won't. I'm not going to say like you're not a man for doing that. I, and no. And no, I've been. It's not a thing to go to. <laughs> And I've, and I, I've not able, I am personally not able to take part in that, but that is because I don't like to be touched by strangers. It's not because I think that I'd be gay for getting a a manicure, a pedicure. Like I just, and I've, I've gone with, if you went and got it all the time, (laughs) if you went and got it all the time to go and like chat with the girls, then maybe that's the thing. Like 
I've known men that have done that, like with their partner and, and it, it's a, it's a spa day and they're, they're doing it. And I'm just like, yeah, and fucking support your woman and spend time with her. I Go love it. it. Sounds I great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't, I personally can't do that. And I'm, I'm not going to, pa- I can't pass judgment on anyone who will do it because I don't, my holdup is not a moral standing. It's a autism standing. If that makes sense. Okay. But that makes but sense. More, but-, but more and more I'm seeing otherwise straight men that will go get their nails painted. And I'm seeing non-binary men or feminine or, or presenting for men. More paint, whatever they call who will, it yeah, on their face. With the shaved head and the mustache, and but they're getting their nails painted, they're doing their their toenails and stuff. And I, there's and nothing I, wrong with shaved heads, by the way. And, <laughs> but to me. To me, barring some naturally occurring uh, thing that you can't fight, a shaved head is a masculine presenting um, choice. It's a masculine presenting choice if you're (laughs) outside of having like thinning hair that you're even having thinning hair where you decide to be a shaved head guy. That's still you still made a choice to be like. Here's a Star Wars. Here's a Star Trek reference. Jean-Luc Picard in uh, TNG. He has like the monks wrap around the sides of his heads, but he's bald. Like that's where he's lost his hair. Versus he has that little bit hair on the sides of his head, and he is he's just accepting of that because it's the 24th century and nobody cares. And And that's the thing. Like I'm not a guy. I don't make fun of someone for being bald. That's not something you could choose. You don't choose to be bald. If you shave your head, no. you choose to be bald, but you could just stop shaving your head and grow a full head of hair. It's like, oh, okay. what am I winning there? Whereas if you choose to be like, I don't know, maybe you just have a nice set, shaped head, <laughs> which is also true. You might have a nicely shaped head. I feel like I don't have a nice shaped head. I don't think I could pull off a shaved bald head. Uh, I remember from when I, I shaved my head for the first time, because I shaved my head for one of those uh, cancer things, right? Like to, to, to raise money for, for, for cancer research. And so I ended up shaving my head down and I was like, actually, this looks freaking great. <laughs> so I like, and, and it, it, the other thing was, is I just didn't, I, I, I didn't like, I didn't like doing my hair. I didn't like, I didn't yeah. like styling my hair. I just, I got annoyed with it and I do have a very good masculine. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm leaning into it. And then like, I let it grow back a bit. And then like in my wedding photos, I've still got some like hair on and, you know, in that now I just shave it off all the time because, cause it's practical and cause it's, it's grows back all blotchy and stuff like that. It's over. It's yeah. over. It's done. It's over. But I see what you're saying. It's like, there's a, okay. So like when they bring up like things like homophobia or transphobia, right. Cause they bring it up as like a fear. But they like did like some research over, they took like straight males and then like showed them like different photos and different things to get a reaction to. And it, it, they were getting the same revulsion, like same brain activity from like maggots, like seeing like a pile of maggots when they saw like men kissing each other and like men, like, like that is like a biological response. And it's funny because like, you know, yeah. What? Well, yeah. So, no. so, so, so if, like, if or when you see like two brain. manatee brothers going, what's that? Sorry. 
Uh, sorry, it, it's it's the mammal brain. Like that's just yes. it's either your mammal brain or it's your lizard brain. It's programmed because yeah, both of those are programmed to say we need to make more children to propagate the species. I don't know which ones. I don't know which one it is. Well, it, it, it's that okay. So 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 for example, um, uh, the the word you got uh, suspension from on Twitter was uh, faggot. And I remember yes. when, like Louis Louis C.K. about the word faggot, and then he had on his show, like Louis, there was like one of his gay friends, like you know, said to him, like, "I really wish you wouldn't use the word anymore." Because the significance of the word, I think I mentioned this. Didn't I mention this on the on the bonus well, episode, or did I not? Maybe episode, I did. I think so yeah. All right, so I'll put a little quickie on this one, but it's like the word itself, we we know is like a bundle of sticks. Right. It was like a bundle of sticks. It was like, yeah, but it was a bundle of sticks that you put together and carry and it would like, it would like poke into you. And it like, it was like really not like, it was like, it was a pain in the ass. It was, it was a pain in the ass. And it like, it was a burden. Mm-hmm. Right. So the word started to catch fire, uh, in, 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 in the, in the, in the, by calling a, a person of themselves as really effeminate or really like not helping the cause because they were a burden to the community. They were not reproducing kids. They were not helping out with the hunting. They were not helping out with the other things. And so there was that, that, that was where the revulsion came up because it was like, you're a, this is a drain on resources. This is a drain on our community to survival. Now I'm not saying that that's, I'm not saying in today's, world that that's right or wrong. I'm saying that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. And the thing is, is that like, that's why you're having those revulsions to the things. Cause your brain is like, that's not going to help us survive. Yeah. And, and, and a nuclear, a nuclear czar wearing fucking high heels and lipstick, stealing people's bags at the airport. That is not a good sign for society. That is absolutely when you're doing the little cycle of good men create, Good times or strong men create good good times. Uh, good times create good times. Weak men, weak men, men create weak bad men times. Hard times. Right? We're hard in times the fucking bad men. times now. This is this yeah. is we're we're swinging in here with all these weak ass men, and yeah. and like the the thing is is that like originally when they were talking about toxic masculinity, it was like you know like where we're 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 causing these these men to not like voice their pain or their suffering to get help. Right. Like you had all don't. these men who weren't going to the doctor. You were going to all these, that's, that's toxic masculinity. Cause you're not, you have a role. You're supposed to like take care of your family. That includes, I don't know, staying alive. And if you're not like taking care of yourself and you're not doing that, like, I mean, that's not, that has nothing to do with manicures, but you know, no. like it has, it has everything to do with like making sure you're mentally well and that you're physically well. And that if your friend is not pulling his weight, like you can tell him, you can tell him for his own good. If he's got a problem and he needs to deal with it, you tell him. And if you don't tell, then like if we pretend that there's no problem, that's what's to this problem. Because if you you, yeah. you don't bring it up and you don't do your, how we get to this point, that's the problem, right? So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And and so the thing I see is I see so many um, men. I see. I see so many of these people that want to be 
feminine presenting or want to be um want to identify as women, but they still have this weird masculine drive to be the best, to fight and because we are men, I think, are more biologically driven to war than than women are. And and because well, we you gotta protect to, the eggs. <laughs> yeah. And when you destroy them. And so we have this like natural competitive streak in our like DNA. And that is what's leading to this uh, normalcy of women, of trans women competing in sports and destroying like a space that we created for women, trans women being swimmers like Leah Thompson. Um, yeah. M- Men, but it goes like both ways, right? Because you got women coming into like comics, and you got women coming into like things that are man spaces and ruining them too, right? So like, yeah, but to change it to make it into a nesty type, but they're not, but they're not, they're not fundamentally like. I feel like someone like Leah Thompson, right? Who's a a swimmer? She was like, yes, one hundred twenty fifth. I don't know what the numbers are. He was yes. 125th as a man. And then Not he goes to decide to be a, a woman swimmer and just yeah. blows the competition away. And you look at that and you go like, well, what what portion of that is your like male biology saying I need to be the best? And what portion of that is your like on your personal truth saying I need to be a woman? Because like I said, prior to 2013, 2014, I knew, a, I knew not a lot. I knew a handful of trans people that mm-hmm. you honestly would not guess were trying to be what they were. They just wanted, they like, they felt a personal truth and I can respect that. And more and more, I feel mm. that men, a masculine man is choosing the woman's route because they live on easy mode. I feel, I feel like I've lived with men that decide to be a woman so they can be the best woman lighting designer i feel like i've lived with men they want to be a woman so they can be the best like woman uh freestyle sprinter and i just feel that they are taking away something that otherwise would have this like beautiful femininity by adopting these feminine principles and kind of being a wolf in sheep's clothing and go like oh yeah no i'm i'm like non i'm a non-binary i'm just like you like i'm one of the girls i paint my nails uh, yeah i do have my shaved head and my big fucking uh bushy mustache but we're all the same and you have to accept <laughs> me otherwise you are unintolerant and then like they well, didn't you they trick they trick women into accepting them and then the women lead the march in our society because we all have to as our mammalian brain says allow the women to do their thing and so they trick the women and then the women trick us into going like yeah this is totally normal i accept it it's this adam is and eve a bald bald, shaved head man stealing clothes totally acceptable like yeah that's a woman to me so uh, you and i have talked about john mulaney bits in the past and my wife and i always joke because like you know the i think he had a bit like i'm a gal you know like do you remember that that bit where he was like talking about like uh, you go to like new york uh, and there's uh, he was trying to try anymore. Uh, drag queens. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. we brought this up, like a lot of the drag stuff, like, cause again, like, you know, I'm not a big fan of Matt Walsh or anything, but like his, his long question that he never got answered is like, what is a woman? 
And like when we see the drag stuff, it's it's offensive <laughs> in terms of it's like if you're gonna be offended, if you, if the if if the the left is gonna be offended by like blackface, you know, like oh no, somebody somebody dressed in blackface in 1992 at a Halloween party because they wanted to go as like Flava Flav, you know, or something like that. Like there, there, that's, yeah. that's, that's irreparable. I'll you cannot go back to that. But like a lot of the drag queen stuff is like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is like woman face, but like offensive. It's like, it's clowny. It's like, it's an offense. <laughs> and I yeah. can understand the revulsion. You know, it's, it's different. You're talking about people who are like literally going like, oh, I just, I, I want to pass as like, the women in my life, there's no demonic looking women in your life that these, a lot of these drag queen story hour clowns are, are yeah. dressing like, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. When you, when you see someone like Dylan Mavaney who doesn't pick a female presenting name and wants to be out there with his like weird, uh, an anorexic thin, version and be like i'm a woman and just but but you're not like nothing about you presents as being feminine everything about you presents as a man who's trying to like game the system and the more we've created the system where if you are uh at risk or minority the more like a true toxic masculinity, a true wolf in sheep's clothing can go like oh if i if i say that i'm a woman and, and i everyone just has to accept that now yeah. I get to I get all the benefits of being a underrepresented minority, it's but I don't limit, have to make any actual changes to my lifestyle or person. Yeah. And I don't like it. I, it bothers me. Well, okay, like my um I, I'm I'm gonna try to like couch this in a way that doesn't get anybody in trouble. Uh a member of my family had a roommate at one point in time that was that that insisted on being called him he right yeah. like as male but was clearly a chick and had like a closet filled with like high heels mm -hmm. and would wear plungy cleavage shirts and had a crush on a dude but like you know was trying to explain to this dude that like like that the, it was like i don't know that it was gay i guess or something it was really fucked up and weird it was the first time i ever had to like like actually interact with somebody in a prolonged period of time like it was only i was only visiting for like a night and i just remember i was just i was like offended by the whole thing because i was like as a man if you're gonna claim that you're a man then fucking be one yeah act like one present as one do the whole nine yards go the distance but if you're going to go halfway on this kind of shit, now you're trying to, not only are you trying to tell my brain to lie to itself, to call you a man, but now you're trying to usurp and change what a man is. And I will not stand for it. I will not stand for it. You can fuck right off. That is yeah. not going to happen. And, and, so, and to closing that, I think that we've really lost sight of what masculinity is. And um, I, I try not to. My, my personal <laughs> definition of masculinity is, is self-based. So you decide whether or not mm. you just decide to be masculine presenting. And I, I definitely have chosen to be a man despite my biological uh, standing as a man. 
And my my masculine presenting is to just be a hundred percent the person that I want to be, whether or not it's winning, losing, drawing, and it's to just accept that things aren't fair, to accept that I I am expected to put down my life before those of my tribe, whether or not they are my own uh children. And and I and I can live with that. I I am willing to be I'm willing to lay down my life for the youth um of my tribe and my tribe being humanity because I I cannot believe in a self in a selfishness where I allow myself to live where someone else may may not uh, and and well, I, I I I always I, I always come back to that point when when I so I've been taking this so the reason this comes all comes up from my ocean training I've been taking ocean training today and I had I had a couple of guys in my my class that were one was like very one was very not masculine presenting but bald and mustache and one was masculine presenting with a bald and mustache but still had painted nails and I in the world that I live in, I have to just accept that like you're in this non-binary. I have to respect that you're in this non-binary, not halfway in between masculine and femininity. And I just can't exist there. I am a man. I will always be a man. I will die as a man. I've stood as a man. And, and I, and I'm fine with that. I, I can't accept taking a shortcut between me between who I am now and survival. Just can't do it. I just can't accept it. And so... Um, we don't want to live a lie. I don't want to live a lie. And no. and I, I've i grown up around femininity. I've grown up... I, you know, I have five sisters. And I would die if it made any one of them survive. And that's who I am. I can't change it. No amount of propaganda is ever going to make me say like, well, maybe I'm a little bit feminine presenting because I like flowers. Maybe I'm a little bit feminine presenting because I'm in art. Maybe I'm a little bit feminine presenting because I have long hair. It's not. Like, those are no. just things that I am. I can be a man and still like those things. Those things aren't feminine. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not going to impose my toxic masculinity on the feminine race because I don't want to say like, oh, uh, you also should want to die because something is rough. No, no, you don't want to put them on the front lines. It's fucked up. That's the weird thing. Well, it's it's very baphometty, right? Like it's like the whole blurring of the lines between making the men like women and making the women like men, right? Like uh, clearly we're in a bad time for that. And and yeah. so you have it. You're at least honoring the fact that you know what you are, who you are. I hope you have kids someday. I really do. Um, yeah. Because I think I think that mindset is a great one to take into fatherhood and raise them like a K species. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. So yeah, that's a good issue. Don't accept this toxic toxic masculinity. When they say toxic masculinity, and they want to say like you're you're ru- you're a bad person because you believe that you should because you live in that stoicism, they're wrong. Fuck them. <laughs> totally agreed. You're Amen. a man. <laughs> Fucking live with it. Die with it. I love you. 
and no one's ever going to accept your emotions and no one's ever going to accept that you're weak, but they will take your blood. So <laughs> they will. <laughs> oh, awesome issue. I'm glad you brought that one in. Thank yeah. you for that one. You're yeah. Welcome. Good. Well, one. Uh, that is my issue for this week on here's on get. So until next time I'm Tabbert. I'm El Chaco. Yeah, I got my shitty rural Paraguayan uh, internet kicking in again here. I'm El Chaco. <laughs> Catch you next week. Ciao, ciao. If you want to call them, here's what I get. Hotline calls at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord under voicemail upload. Uh, we don't have any there, but I do have a bunch of voicemails, some of which came in today. Oh, I see. I didn't scroll down far enough to figure out which ones are the new ones because there are a shitload. Oh, it's going to be a long one. <laughs> Welcome to it. Here's the first one. Here's what I don't get. Um, people like giving you business advice and bitching at you when they have no idea what they're talking about. Like I've had numerous old dried up cunts today, this week lecture me on how they get better deals at other places or other towns. They're like, well, yeah, they do more business than we do because they are much larger towns and so they can eat costs more than we can. As it is, I'm almost losing money on the price that I gave you. So, no, I'm not going to drop the price another $6 for you. Like, you have no idea what the business is like here. You have no idea what our profit margins are, our business margins. You probably haven't even been working for the past 20 years. Or, hell, considering how old you are, probably the, your entire life has never worked a job. And you're trying to lecture me on how to run a business. Like, just get fucked. Sounds a lot like toxic toxic masculinity. <laughs> Sounds a lot like uh, fake experts too. I always hate fake experts. Uh, every, everybody's a armchair expert and everything, right? I can go. I can go down the street and get a better price. Like, well, then fucking go there. All right. Fuck. Yeah. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> go. Go get your better price then. Yeah. What do you want? This is my bid. Fuck off. <laughs> hey guys, it's Sage. So uh, hearing buck's problem about basically everyone saying fuck it not my problem uh i i also get it uh because i i still am the type of person who will jump in and everything and like try to help others even though it mostly doesn't benefit me or whatever uh, but I don't know. I feel like back when I used to do that all the time, I would just, you know, go out of my way to help others. Like we'll use the car on the freeway example. Like in, in the end, it would end up always being me who would have the bullshit thrown at me. Like, Oh, well, well now you gotta give me a ride to the gas station. Like, no, fuck you. I just do with your car. Like, I'm not, I'm not, why are you asking for more? You're asking for more and more and more. And it's like, okay, now I've lost my care. I can no longer care about your problems because my problems outweigh yours. I am more important to me than you when I already helped you. So I, I don't know. I, I think that 
I, I agree that it would be great if the whole world was like that, but that's not realistic. Anyway, this is too serious, though. Faggot. Bye. <laughs> I think you said that for Tony. No, like the whole sign off there. <laughs> it's the new sign off. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, brother. Uh, but if you're fixing, like, if you fix the guy's, I don't know, the person needs a ride to the gas station or something like that. Like, I don't know. It sounds like you kind of half fixed the problem. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I heard it wrong, but like, I hear you. Like, that's the hard part about like what, you know, when you're driving and you're like, ah, should I help that person? You're like, ah, I bet I got the family and everything like that. And I was like, I don't look well, here. It's like, I don't speak the language. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I could help. And it's like, ah, but I'll help another time. Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, I hear what he's saying, though. <laughs> it's like we don't live in that world, unfortunately. We don't live in the in the happy help everybody world. See, that's what I love. That's what I love about riding a motorcycle is that we are. It hasn't trickled down. Like we're not. It hasn't reached a point where you're just like ah, maybe next time. It's just like there's a there's a guy. He's on two wheels <laughs> on the side of the road. I, I have to help him, and I have to help him because yeah, yeah. maybe someday yeah. I'll be that guy. And and sometimes you pull up yeah. next guy like um, when I was riding my bike out to St. Louis, I I lost an hour of my trip helping this guy, and he had this like he he had this old Honda Rebel and like some some connection had gone loose and he couldn't the ba- the bike basically shut itself off because the connection was loose, and so I was like I I can't help you I don't know anything about this but I'll be here with you like until we figure something out. And so we got, we got his bike started. I, I followed him a mile, two miles until, until he got home. We had to stop a couple of times to get his like interim fix got working. And then we pulled into his house and he was like, Hey, let me get you, let me buy you a beer. Let me, let me I, I got beers in the fridge. And I was like, Hey man, I'd love to, I'd love a beer, but I have, I have four and a half hours of, of riding ahead of me. I, I want to get home. Um, you know, let's just pay it for it. And he's like, Sounds good, man. You know, ride safe that, the rest of your way. That's the way to go. Yeah. That's the code. Well, it's like you can't fight it. It's like carrying like things that other people need to, like booster cables. You may, it's amazing how many people this, in this day and age don't have them, but to yeah. like have them on hand, like I'll boost everybody's battery if you need it. That's all good. If we need to, yeah. oh, or the other one is also having like, uh, like, uh, um, it's funny. I, I've the word is bidon in uh, in 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 Spanish. I'm I'm blanking on like a uh, uh, gas gas canister, like a jerry can. It's like mm-hmm. to have one of those on hand, like an empty one. So you go, okay, I'll come, I'll go fill up, and I'll just bring it back for you. How about that? Like, so you don't have to walk it or anything. Like that's a good thing to have too. Is like yeah. you can help out people. Um, and then and like I mean, sometimes you just have to like you have to also weigh like, am I actually a help or not? make sure they're doing okay. Like I remember my parents stopping and taking like a whole like car load of like, you know, late teens, early twenties, people who were coming back from like snowboarding or something. And they went off in the snow and they got into a snowbank. We drove them all the way back. And my parents, they said to me afterwards, I'll never forget it. They were like, you know, we did it because we pictured like, what if that was our kids? Right. Like yeah. what if that was our kids that did that? And, and it goes back to your issue of like just this natural, like, 
you got to help out your people, right? So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's a good, good one. Thank you for bringing that one in. How many, we're going to have, we're gonna, we probably have to keep our, our commentary on each of the voicemails to a, a shorter amount tonight. If we've got that many to go through. Yeah, here's the next one. Hey guys, dead home. So here's what I don't get. Uh, big events, not updating their schedule. So for Monterey car week, it's, you know, one of the biggest fucking car things on the entire West coast, if not, in the U.S., and uh, I think that it starts the 9th and through the 12th, or starts the 9th and 12th, I don't know, I fuck it, right? So I bought my ticket for the uh, 7th and said, you know what? We're going to go ahead and uh, spend a couple days with my family, and then we'll do car week, and then end the week with one of my friends. And turns out it doesn't fucking start the uh, night that starts in both. So I had to pay an extra hundred, well, only a hundred extra bucks, but still had to pay a hundred bucks extra to fucking reschedule my ticket. And now I'm, uh, because God forbid anything, you know, work like it's supposed to, I can't get a ticket for the 10 day trip I planned. I had to end up turning it into an 11 day trip, which sucks because I don't have the original person I planned on going with, going with me now. And I also don't have, uh, you know, everything fucking that. planned out like I did. So, fuck you, Monterey Car Week. I hope it's yeah. fun. Stay serious. Fuck them. Fuck I them. hate that fuck shit. Monterey Car I Week. hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much. Uh, <laughs> is it so much to schedule and keep to a schedule? Like, I mean, that's, that's the thing that always drives me nuts. Like, down here, I like going to a soccer game. I like, I like, I enjoy going to a soccer game. I, I, I'm one of those people. I like, I like soccer, football and, and like trying to like schedule it with my family to take my kids and stuff like that. They don't drop the schedule for the like whole year. They like make it up week by week. So you don't even know who's hosting who, like Uh. it's like a secret. And so you have to like, you can't plan anything. I can never get to these damn games because they never, they never schedule them right. And so like, even if they do put them up, they'll put it up and they're like, Oh, but there was like, you know, a forecast for rain. So they moved it, but like, you did, you have to like follow all these different channels to like see the dates move and stuff like that. I hate that stuff. That sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I learned, I learned this week, uh, apparently. So I, I took part in burger week a couple weeks ago. I would say, yeah, love the photos. Uh, Apparently, the St. Louis Burger Week Instagram po- page, that's not where they posted who won the week. Where they posted who won the week was a different Instagram page that I don't follow because it's all a bunch of fucking fake news bullshit. And I was just like, well, thanks for that. You couldn't. And it was in their story, not on their, not on a, as a post where you could go look and be like, oh, I did win. No, no, it was, it was in a story. So it's there for 24 hours and then it's gone. And I didn't, of course, didn't find it until a week afterwards. And I was just like, man, fuck you people. You fucking tricked my ass into eating 25 burgers. What was the actual score? What was the score of the winner? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, hate it. Fucking post your shit. Like the baseball teams out here, the, the football teams out here, um, uh, the you, you go to like opening weekend or you'll go to a gas station and be like, here's the Cardinals season for the whole year. And this little magnet you can like pick up at the gas station. Yeah, and I love that shit. Your, yeah. You yeah. put it on your fr- fridge and you go like, Oh, it's a Friday. They're playing the Buffalo bills. 
Who's yeah, it's a, a televised football game. Football team, it's on I radio. know. But yeah. you're like, oh, shit. I have that night off and the, the tickets are cheap Fuck and I'm going to have fireworks. Fire. Let me go fucking over there. <laughs> Shitheads. Here's what I don't get. Why are most bank tellers women? Women handling money. This doesn't seem like the best idea. Having someone that has no clue how it works. Be the one to handle it. You know, that's like hiring Amish guy to do your electrical. It's like hiring Dick Masterson to be a substance abuse counselor. It's like hiring Ezra Miller to act. I just don't fucking get it. Why the hell do we do this to ourselves? It's a great question. <laughs> so we have somewhere to blank the bank crisis on later, I guess. <laughs> oh, I got another Sage one. Hey, guys, it's Sage. I got sick overnight, so I sound like shit. Uh, so this one is for Tab and Buck. Uh, oh. Why is it that when uh, Buck is talking about, oh, we need to get a wooden paddle for UPS drivers, I feel like he's the fucking uh, hot dog suit Tim Robinson. Uh, where he's like, hey, like... <laughs> How about we just spank his bare butt back and balls? You know? <laughs> I feel like Buck is going to become fucking a UPS driver purely if that becomes a thing, just so he can get spanked. He's going to intentionally <laughs> fuck up deliveries and be like, oh, you know, there is there is a box right here that you could use to spank me. I, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, Buck? Right, he puts bye. like a like a QR code on the door. Like I fucked up your delivery. Why don't you come spank me? <laughs> come, come. Yeah, it's my turn now. <laughs> Scan this code to spank your delivery driver. <laughs> I should have Dead Helm. Hey, Dead Helm here. Here's what I don't get. Running out of socks. So I normally wear uh, above the ankle socks just because they're more comfortable and me being out in the country, I don't want to get fucking bit by a snake and die. I want at least, like, a quarter inch of protection. And uh, I'm all out of them uh, somehow. I have, like, 30 pairs of these goddamn socks, but they're just gone. And uh, fucking, uh, Jesus, my brain is still not working. Uh, Since when? I'm just going to hang up now. Basically, fuck socks. <laughs> What's Man, that's one that my, like? my son would get behind. Okay. I, at one point in time, was writing a pilot for a television show. Um, this is back when, like, pot was still illegal. And I, the idea of the show was that this guy was really good at pot dealing, and, but he had, like, a lot of money. Like, you know how in Breaking Bad, how he had, like, this problem with, like, too much cash, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, so the, the point of, the, like, one of the the... the, the traits of this character in this show I was writing was uh, was that like he had to he could buy luxury things but like they had to be with cash only so it was like a lot of small things and so one of the like luxuries in his life was that he always wore brand new packages of like brand new socks and brand new underwear all the time so like his yeah. his drawer was just filled with like packs of brand new socks and brand new underwear and I don't know where that that stuck in my head, but for whatever reason, the idea of constantly having new socks and new underwear being like this, like sign of luxury, uh, always stuck with me. 
So I used to really like buying a lot of new socks and new underwear. Yeah. Always having enough of it on hand. But down here, the quality of the socks suck. And so I always have to buy them from like, you know, Amazon or buying them online now. And uh, so I don't have that luxury as much anymore. Um, but uh, that is a problem my son would definitely get behind because I, kids are growing all the time. And uh, so making sure that not only does he always have like proper quality socks that he hasn't like worn out by like running around in the yard, but also that like they're the right size and that they're clean. So socks is, I, I feel you, man, the socks issue. Uh, one of the things is always just like, you got to get a, a routine of throwing the socks directly into the, like the hamper. Cause socks will like find ways to like not get into the hamper. And that's where your brain starts to think that you're, you're running low on socks. And it, it's like, you go and you do your laundry. You're like, I thought I had a bunch of socks and you did. It's your own fault. You didn't put them properly into the thing. Cause like, you know, they don't, there is no magic sock fairy that just eats socks out of the dryer. I, 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 yeah. I think there's always an explanation, but I hear you, man. Yeah. Running low on socks. The other thing he's bringing up about is like the, the size of the socks and stuff like that. And so that's an important, that that's, that's an important thing. Cause like we got shorts weather and like pants weather and like shorts weather needs to have a proper sock. Cause you don't want to wear like a big high sock when you're wearing shorts and you're going to look like, mm-hmm. You're going to look like a, a grandpa or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I, if I was like unfathomably rich, I, I would be that guy. I'd be the drug dealer and your pilot. I would yeah. only wear brand new socks and brand, brand new. new underwear. Yeah. Probably the best. I fucking love brand new socks. I have, I, I can't part with socks. So like, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, I switched from ankle socks. I switched from no show socks to ankle socks. Right. Okay. And then I wore ankle socks for many years. And then I parted with ankle socks now for crew length socks. And the thing is, I can't get rid of socks because, you you know, what if, what if I run out of, what if I run out? And so I think I finally parted, I finally parted with the no shows when I had enough crew that I, and now my like ankle socks are in a separate drawer. And that's what I wear. Like when I'm around the house and I have, I have, I think three different styles of the tall socks. Uh, I don't remember what those are called, but, but even those I'm like, these are my preferred ones. I like the gray bottom ones, not the non gray bottom ones. And I, I can't explain why, but I, I would seriously, if I had money that was, that I could just throw away, it, it would yes. be so- brand new, brand new all socks. The time. It'd be brand new socks, probably twice a day, not even once a day, twice yeah. a day. There's something about them, even though they're probably just like coming from some factory and they probably should go through the wash ones. Don't care. Straight out of the bag. It's like, it's like a fresh. Yeah. It's, it's the best. No one's ever <laughs> That's put their luxury. nasty feet in them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's another one. So I'm on my way to the grocery store, you know, get to the grocery store park, start walking towards the store. And what do I hear? The fucking jingle jangling of a Salvation Army fucker ringing the bell out in the front. It is July and 95 degrees. What the fuck? Should have taken that bell from him and just fucking thrown it out into space. Hard pass. Wouldn't even give it to him at Christmas time. Absolutely uh, revolting. Fucking noise pollution motherfuckers. All right, here's, like here's another one. Here's what I don't get. Buck's sudden new fetish for spanking UPS drivers. I mean, he really, really, really was talking last episode about wanting to spank UPS drivers. 
Do a little research and I guess this would be this definitely had to be done that Rule thirty four was not going to come into effect, but sadly I was wrong because yes, there is a lot of porn about spanking UPS drivers. Mostly gay porn. <laughs> you found it, Andy. <laughs> Wow, that's, uh, that's an embarrassing amount of information there. Mm-hmm. Update on my previous call. Here's what I don't get. Forgetting to do laundry. Yesterday was my laundry day, but I worked all day, so I didn't get to do laundry, so I'm out of stock. Uh, you know, if you want to play the last voicemail, I'm sorry. Stay curious. <laughs> yeah, you got to be on a good laundry rotation. Or yep. the other option is you have to build up. Like, I have... So I have all these shirts that I wear, these like Hanes black label V-necks. Yeah. I have I have like 45 or 50 of these t-shirts in different black, gray, blue. Yeah, those are the three colors. I have like three or four whites that I wear underneath like a nice dress shirt. Mm-hmm. I have 40 pairs of the pants that I wear all the time, which apparently Wrangler discontinued, so fuck me. Uh, and then I have a hundreds and hundreds of pairs of socks and underwear. And so I, I can, I can easily do laundry once them once a month and not miss a thing. I, uh, um, cause I don't do my own laundry anymore. Um, my, my wonderful, amazing, incredibly beautiful and talented wife, uh, does all the family's laundry and I can't in good conscience ever. Like I can't like, be like, why don't I have any socks or why don't I have any uh, underwear ready? That's like wrong. Cause I, cause I wouldn't be the one, I'm not the one doing it. So I can't complain. So I, what I went out of my way to do is I made sure like, for example, with underwear, I found the one that I liked and I got like 15 or 20 pairs. So it's like, mm-hmm. you could like not do them for like two weeks and we're good. Like we're still, yeah. we're, we're good. Everything's fine. Uh, um, uh, with the socks thing, uh, yeah, that's a little, they wear out a lot quicker than underwear does. So it's, uh, it, it, I need to probably refresh in that. But I remember all the time when I was a kid, like, oh, this is the whole thing about Christmas, like, oh, getting socks and underwear. It's like, now it's like, please give me socks and underwear. That's the yeah. greatest thing ever. Let's like work on that. But uh, not, when, it, not when it comes to underwear, I choose the underwear. Nobody else, like, we, I'm the one that chooses the underwear. They, they, there's a specific, uh, yeah, uh, there's a brand, like. a style that you like. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For Christmas this year, I went um, glass frit from Olympic collar rods. That's all I want. Whatever, That's whatever you want. color you want, send it to me. I'll, <laughs> right. I'll make something out of it. Cool. That's what I'm asking for this year. I've decided. Yeah, those are our voicemails. That's all of them. Oh, we got through them. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, this has been uh, a lot of fun. I think we uh, we covered some pretty good ground. I think we covered a lot of ground. Yes. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, man. Thanks to everybody who's, uh, participated. Love the live stream, um, commenters. You guys made it, you, you make it a lot more fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for everything. God bless you all. Too true. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next week. And, uh, Tim's going to be insane in the most dangerous city in America with me live in person. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So, uh, join us live. I'll post the link as soon as we figure out what time we're actually recording. So, Check it out. All right. Ciao, ciao, everyone. Hasta luego.